0: hi i do have to apologize for the podcast being late this week i did travel and was out of town but i am mr c of iroco critic and welcome to nollywood film club podcast and we have another discussion this week for you on uh, the podcast uh no film we're, we're doing another topic um and i'm not the host of this conversation uh, is a villain, a regular villain of um, Nollywood Film Club, and Vanessa. I'll let her introduce herself and do all of that, obviously. But if the if the hosting abilities, I can vouch for the conversation. But if the hosting abilities isn't, you know, what the perfection you're used to coming from me, you know, cut her some slack. I think she's trying. She's coming up. She's coming up. She's trying. Okay, um, but yeah, um, this conversation is, uh, yeah, is one of those ones that um, I, I'm not even in the best position to speak about, and uh, just you know, I, I I have my ideas, and I am in the audience, and I do come up as a speaker, but like, there are people who have been consuming um, certain um, have been consuming nollywood for some of them longer than me that that would be um at someone like elizabeth and there are people who just have been on the receiving end and because of the experiences uh have a much more deeper take than i could that i could um 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 sort of replicate in terms of uh the discussion of of the day all right i knew this when i met mrs c she was the one who who introduced me to some some of the aspects and some of the nuances with this but um to so shout out to her but um in this uh you're going to be hearing conversations about uh some of the favorite female characters uh, throughout nollywood some of the Uh, Least favorite characters will talk about tropes and trends. Uh, I'm always, I'll take up, I'll take up any opportunity to bring up the dark ages of, um, of Nollywood. Uh, So you're going to hear some Blackberry Bibs shout out. Um, uh, There is a specific part of the conversation where we talk about Shantytown. That, that was one of my faves. Um, uh, you, you'll see why, you can guess why But um, enough of the waffle Please, I hope you enjoy Nollywood Film Club Discussing female characters in Nollywood
1: Okay, we begin Hi everyone and welcome to Nollywood Film Club My name is Vanessa and I'm your host this evening And I just want to let everyone know Tonight going to be way better than all the film clubs <laughs> That you've ever been because Mr. C isn't here. He's only listening. And I don't know how else, it, how better I could get than that. Um, today, <laughs> today, we're discussing female characters in Hollywood. Um, the ones we love, the ones we hate, the way things have changed. It's a whole thing. Um, and unlike regular film club where we do the good, the bad, and the ugly, this is going to be more of a general conversation. I will try to um, guide the conversation as best as I can. But I'm not really putting any restri- restrictions on what can be said and what will be said. We're just going to let the conversation flow as best as we can. And um, So to start it off, our first, I, I thought we would start off on something pretty simple. I'm hoping it's simple um, that we can start off, not too much gang gang stuff. Um, wh- who are some of your favourite slash best fable characters in Nollywood. And you can also throw in who your worst is at the end. Um And I don't mind, you can reach as far back into the archives as you want to. Or you can was here first, I'll let you can just kick off um, the conversation.
2: Um, so, going back into the archives of my brain, Uh I like Genuil's character in Letters to a Stranger. Because I think...
3: That character was
2: well written, especially for a romance movie. Um, as always, what about? <laughs> I like Iniato's character because <laughs> I feel like she's like the best type of Cinderella, even though I don't want to compare her to Cinderella because Cinderella, I have, I have issues with how people interpret Cinderella sometimes. Um, I also, this is one of my favorite characters. I still don't remember the name of the movie but Liz Benson was in this movie and she played it was a twist ending where she was like the the villain but she wasn't completely the villain because you, at the end of the movie you understand why she did what she did she got her vengeance but throughout the movie she, you think she's the good, the good wife and everything and that is still one of my favourite characters because it was the first time I ever saw like a more complex female character written. Uh, there is another, what is this? two Play for two. I think it was the corey and. The um, Kore and. What's the name of that guy that is now like a. Is an actor. He's now in the Lagos representative um, government, local government thing. Desmond Elliott, yes. Desmond Elliott were in it. And. he he left her in the altar and then she marries an older man right, and gets vengeance on him and they all die together but like I love that character because she was originally like the sweet girl character and then she grew to be like a I will burn everything I have the money, I have the power now and I will destroy your life for what you did to me I like it. I like it. I like it. women, and I think Nigerian, um, old Nigerian movies have on that. Um, I do like um, King of Boys, any last character, but the second one kind of made me like be a little bit. Uh, but yeah, what are the characters I like. I have a lot of characters that I like, but that's just the beginning of some of the characters I like. I like. I. I. I
1: I'm. I'm... I'm with you on Oba from King of Boys. In fact, I have Oba on my list as well. Um, from the first one, I, I agree too that the first movie was. Um, Oba in the first movie was wonderful. Um, anyone else? Anyone else with their favorites? Then maybe we can talk about some of the ones who were the worst.
4: Let's talk about my favorites. Yay, oh yes.
5: No, but I was
1: second. I'm sorry. Okay, fine. Okay, Let's move on to this. Fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi. I was
5: practicing this song when I was waiting for this um, space to come on. I was singing, oh, yes, it's Ladies Night. And I wrote that <laughs> I Oh, to my- I Love sing? to see you, Mr. CC. Okay. <laughs> Let me start, okay? Now, the first one that came to me was. um abuja connection okay eukaria i can't pronounce her last name i'm so sorry our uh, auntie and the second auntie in it that is so like mouthy who's this <laughs> that's so like mouthy and like so like why do i like this ladies let me tell you something the reason why i like this thing is that I can't remember the film, but I love boss ladies when they are trying to like do tough wars or they're organising their little their babes, they're doing their connections, they're moving things. So yes, I really liked Auntie so Eukarya and the other lady. I really wish I could remember her name at this moment, but yeah, hot lady. The next one. Um, patience was okay. I know that people are going to say this. Any mother-in-law role, at least when she's causing commotion, it was always fun to see her on screen. Yes, she was annoying when she was playing her characters, but please, like to be a mother-in-law and to be known as that, like in all these roles, like when I was growing up, that's what we knew her for. I didn't even know that she could play like good lady roles. Do you get me? So I felt like I liked seeing that character or her in those roles, just based on the fact that they always try to put three women as good, good, good all the time. Okay, another one. incest character in Reloaded. Reloaded was made in like two thousand and six, I think. She was married to her character was married to Ramsey, who was cheating on her, and she was so troublesome and so funny, and she was always like making his life hell, based on the fact that she knew what he was doing. And what I liked because I watched it when I was quite young, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Like she knows that her husband is doing all of this. She's tormenting him, and as she's doing that, she's preparing for a divorce. So uh, there was a particular time when he came back home from work or something, and he found out that the house had been sold and she had moved out and then later on we found out that she was pregnant and I was like that wow that you're pregnant everything you've left the marriage so I really liked that and she had good chemistry with Ramsey in that film Reloaded was so funny um which other one Genevieve in the breakup I talked about the breakup that time we were talking about love um I liked her in that in that role because she was playing this to complete that game kind of thing so and I loved when I see like women um on tv like being on top of their dating game So she helped her friends who were going through difficulties in their relationships and they reached a point where they were now being wicked to their guys, which either led to a final breakup of their relationship or the man acting better. And then it got to a point where even her friends were advising her on how to act with her own guy. And it just felt empowering for them. So I liked seeing that on TV. Next one, Shola and Tony Tones as Oba, both the older version and younger version. Once again, strong women determine badasses. Oh, yes, we're talking about undergrounds off but i love seeing women in underground roles and positions i'm a queen of south kind of girl so i really love to see that energy and it was just amazing i also loved adesua in king of boys as well i liked her character as well and um the, i also liked her in that one that many people didn't like what's that one that had um Adis no she was with candy Bankole and um dacore <clears throat> blood sister no, ink blots, ink blots. Which one? That's part two. Part two one was in the oh, oh, setup. Up. Thank you, setup. Yes, setup. Set Why? Because obviously they were fighting, they were doing secret agent kind of stuff, they were doing all these like mental things, and she was an overachiever. And then at the end of the day, after that whole heist thing or whatever, she was um, recruited to work for the CIA or something. I like those kind of roles. And I really like this one when she's just being a feisty, fighting girl. So I, I really liked her in King of Boys. Yeah, that's me. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much, Fai. Thank you. Um, i'm Elizabeth now. I'm excited for this because I know Elizabeth's going to reach you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so um the thing is, I've 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 okay, I've not put a lot of thoughts, but off my head, I try to look at the female archetype that I like in movies. So I'll start from checkmates. So Ego Boyo's character in Techmates was amazing. When I watched it when I was younger, I probably could not grasp a lot of things. I mean, well, let me say like politically, I just liked the character. But watching it again, like some... I, started, I watched it again 2017, like a couple of episodes. And there was something that stood out to me was that when Amaka made this, she was like 20, what, 23, 24. And Ego, Ego Boyo too was like... 23, around the same age. But one thing I realized was that I like female characters that are, that have agency. That is one thing that we lack in Hollywood. We lack, we don't know how to give our female characters agencies, right? We want them to be, you know, just a single character, right? Like just one dimensional. And things happening to them, everything about them is up and stance, right? They just, Falling into whatever it is they are falling into, things are happening to them without them using their ha- own hands to cause these things. Right? We're always trying to maybe pull like a sub story or something. So I really liked um Ego Boyer's character in Checkmate because you could see that she wasn't trying to do. She wasn't trying to exert herself as as oh look, I'm a female, I can do better. It was like look at me, I can do better because I'm better than you, my brothers. Like she was basically better than her elder brother and it's like, um, I have a good head for business and I think I fit this role and she went for it. And even with Shegun kadiri's character, um, Ramsey, um, sorry, sorry, it was um, RMD's character, as much as they tried to put this fairy tale, wasn't exactly also fairy tale. By the time she was getting married to him at the end of the entire Checkmate. It was because she recognized that this is a business decision that she had to take for her family. Somewhat Something close to Pride and Prejudice, written by Jane Austen. It was something like, I like you, but you were very mean to my family and I would rather not marry you. But I see the potential in marrying you because if I marry you, we can put our wealth together. She made a decision, not with her heart, but with her head, but it is a decision that she had to made because she had agency, right? And not because, you know, it's just written like it should be like that. So I like that character. Um I liked Violated. I also like the character. Again, I like Ego Boy a lot. Um I like the character Ego Boy played in Violated. What's that name again? I keep forgetting. Where this she was she was working so so it's almost close to fairy boy season because she was also dating RMD. We didn't see a meet cute because the film just shows us that they are already dating. He's a rich he's a rich son of a conglomerate. His mom owns a bank. And other businesses, she was a shop girl. She was working and she had written she goes to night school to write exams. I think she went to uni or something. As at the first thing, we could see that she was still working as a shop girl, even though her boyfriend works in the bank, right? Because she wanted it that way. She got a job with the bank, but she had to tell him that I hope you know that it's not because of this that you got me this job, right? And but in every step of the way, in every decision she was making and violated was not hinged on the fact that her boyfriend was powerful right it was something she had to make by herself she was somebody who who made a mistake when she was younger she didn't have money so she dropped her babies by the by the bush and then this thing came back to bite her and again she went through some trauma when she was younger this person works with his friends with her boyfriend's mom now again nice nigerian twist but the point is that every step she had agency right she could when she was wrong she could go and say look i am wrong i'm sorry i thought i could do it by myself now i need help i really like that right i like that you give these characters things to to think about you let them make mistakes and let them realize their mistake at the same time and she wasn't looking for a savior she was just like look i can't do it by myself but she was making the first step. She was making all these, all the all these steps she was doing. I really like Violated a lot for that character. And another thing, by the way, that I liked about uh, Violated was RMD was smoking and it was not the bad guy and nobody was screeching. Again, I like that there are characters that are not one-dimensional. Another character I like Domitilla. I love Domitilla. Please, the very first Domitilla, please. I really like Domitilla for one thing too. This character, when we first, when you open Domitila 1, the first scene is we see these ladies of the night, in quotes, and you see them at work. By the next scene, you see them, you know, just have fun, laugh. And the next thing we see Domitila at her real work or our day job as a secretary. She was working, this is 96 economic downturn. She needed to make things for herself. This movie didn't open with a sub story, did not open with a backstory. We did not even know anything. We don't know what Domitilla was about until like um, a scene that showed that she went home and her father was sick and she had siblings to care for. We did not know any of this in like the first five, six, seven scenes in this movie. I like that because this story is not about this poor girl. It was about this girl who chose this life because she felt that this is the best way for her to make money. It wasn't a sub-story. Domitila wasn't framed as, oh, Ashawa is such a bad work. Of course, we had that, oh, come to Jesus moment. But still, the central theme of Domitila, one, was basically how society view prostitutes. This girl, she was seeing a senator Somehow this man died and the first person they pointed fingers to at was the prostitute because of course, morally, she she's morally decayed or whatever that is. And at the end of the day, she got a human rights, uh, a friend who so she had helped who were also prostitutes, but stopped being one. Even a pimp came together, helped her get a human rights activist, lawyer that worked hard and then got her out of. I really like the entire premise of domitila one it was fantastic it wasn't preachy it wasn't saying no don't be a prostitute no it was basically saying look at prostitutes they are humans they are nigerians why do you think she's the bad person why did you think she shot at this man she liked him he liked that they were together he was going to leave his wife why did you think she killed him and for what but because it, society says oh look this is a prostitute she killed a man now juxtapose that with whatever domitila two is you see the difference because you see that back then people were telling bolder and braver stories i really liked that female character in dominant and i was very grateful that they didn't make her out oh boy my daughter is here they didn't make her out to be <laughs> they didn't make her out to be an helpless person um the next thing is um mm-hmm. another character that i really liked is in soul provider i'm sorry guys i'm going on but i will oh, soon I be need done to go on, no,
1: please. <laughs>
4: okay <laughs> So Provider, Omotala and RMD. Okay, okay. So Omotala and Genevieve, Omotala and RMD in so Provider. See, I have somebody who wants baby shark. Here, so just a second to give her baby shark, and then we are back on. Okay, so. All right. So we have, so um in that scene, in that movie, she got pregnant for her boyfriend and then he left. And he didn't send them messages or anything. He didn't come back. And then her parents, her brother threw her out of the house, of her parents, and her mom was, oh, why are you throwing your sister out? Oh, we are Catholics, you can't be pregnant. You must tell us who's the baby daddy, yada, yada, yada. And when she didn't come through, they sent her out of the house. Now, the reason why I like that character is that even though she was sent out of the house, they didn't have, her parents made sure that, her mom made sure that even her friends couldn't take her in. They tried to ostracize her in the society. She met RM, this character, who was just a drunk and did not have direction in his life. It too had like some trauma. I like that they wrote that character. It wasn't, it wasn't, no offense, I really liked Tiwa's baggage, but it wasn't like Tiwa's baggage where Kule Remy's character had to save a berry. Iberi's character, right? It was a situation where both characters saved each other. She wasn't damsel in distress. She was also, you know what, pick yourself up. We are going to help each other out. I really like that because as much as I like the fairy tale damsel in distress story, but I also like it's the situation where it is not one-sided. It's not just this man trying to come in shiny armor to save the woman. How about they save each other? I really like that idea. And final one for my villain, my final villain that I really like is Tony Tomato's character in Oh Father, Oh Daughter, Suara she was the villain, That villain of villains she was something else she wasn't pretending to be anything she was just straight up I'm a man eater and I like your money I am going for your money and I'm going to get it and I'm not going to be sorry if you are very stupid and dumb to have done this to your family but I'm going to go for your money and get it I really like that villainous character and special mention villain character to Liz Besson in um true confession <laughs> These are yes two years i'm out guys bye Well,
1: oh, thank you so much elizabeth i see as soon as i said going to the archives i just knew whether elizabeth planned it or not too. elizabeth was in the archives in fact i feel like she was in the archives that nollywood has not made yet um osta otas is you right otas is next we're talking favorite um Nollywood female characters. Hello, Atas. Hmm. Is Mr. Musk pulling a fast one on Atas again? Um, okay. I... I oh, okay, yeah, Atas seems to have disappeared. Um, that's fine. I'm. I'm... I feel like everyone's pretty much done, like, a really good job at stating who their favourites are. I'm with, um... More as well. I have Tony Tomato and Oba from King of Boys as my favorites. I don't know what that says about me, but I really enjoyed. Um, uh, I really enjoy as complicated characters. You know, complicated women. Her in Oba was that character was so well written. It's probably one of our better written female villains. You know. And I guess that's why a lot of Nollywood is trying to model a character after that unsuccessfully. But um, no shade, but Oba is one of my favorite. But more recently, the women on um, Amazon Prime's Beyond the Veil, something about the way those girls are written, especially because this is a northern, a production based in northern Nigeria and about northern women and about Muslim women. The, the potential for that to have gone awry was very high. But the way these women were written, beautiful, honestly. Um, many a scenes existed where there were a group of them and there was not a conversation about a man. And to me, once that's been done, I feel like Nollywood's done. <laughs> what needs to be done? Rarely do we have movies with a group of women and in Nigeria, in Nollywood, where they sit around and, they, and all they're talking about is men. It's so, it's so annoying. It's like, these women have lives. And this show did a really good job of showing these women's lives outside marriage and societal pressures, about being women and all of that. And it was just really nice that we saw them at their work. We saw them at other places in their lives. Something about that just really sat well with me. And it made for a much more enjoyable show when all the romance and love stuff was happening. Cause then it didn't feel like this was just a convenient romance. It felt like these were people who I was seeing falling in love. Um, so that's my those are my favorites. I feel like nobody mentioned who their worst were. I guess everyone was really excited to say who their favorites were. But who do you think is some of the worst female characters ever written in Nollywood?
4: I have, out to okay, slash. Elizabeth, go on. <laughs> The women from Flossom, all of them. Line them up. Every single woman from Flossom. Hold them. I'm fully behind you. Tie (laughs) Tie them to something. I don't know what was going through the writer's head when they wrote those women. They are the absolute worst. They are the absolute worst. And second only goes to the people that wrote this last this current or last season of on married oh my yes. god hold I them.
1: was, that was tie every that was single person up.
4: tie every single person up hold them and don't let them go arrest them take them to party because I don't know what was going through their head it is very annoying right because I started I when I started watching on marriage I had watched like other countries episodes Okay, not all that just I'd watched South Africa Zone and so then Nigeria. And then at the same time, I was watching Kenya single krc and the Ghanaian one.
3: I was just trying to
4: see what each country had to offer. I thought second season of Omar in Nigeria was even stronger than the South African one. I thought it was awesome. Third season, I was like, oh, you guys now, how far? Let's just hope that this is the last one. And then only for me to start this season four, I couldn't continue S- episode one of season four. I don't know what was going on. It seemed as though they brought in new writers who had never watched a single episode of Unmarried, and just and they decided that Nigerians love drama. It seemed like the people that wrote Flossum shared their their processes with the people that wrote Unmarried, and then decided doing nonsense. And what I would like to say is that it's so unfair that especially when this kind of series is on, you write female characters, one, you make them one dimensional. So you have uh, a character and you say, this character is the good one. This is the focused one. This is the flighty one. This is the quiet one. It's so s- silly. This is bloody as twenty twenty something. Why are we having that? Like we can have all of this with like a balanced measure, right? Without thinking what's going on and then you have them manufacture drama out of nothing out of thin air and then you're feeding into these stereotypes that all women do is fight and sorry i'll try to um, bring back beyond the veil that you mentioned and that's one thing that i really liked about writing in beyond the veil is that these women had things going for them even though you see that you know but you they are nothing outside of talking and discussing men and another thing I noticed, because in Beyond the Veil, if you notice, there were three friends, right? And then two other sisters were like their relatives, so making them five women. And each of them have unique lives and different struggles different things they are struggling with but there's a particular character that i was impressed with it was naima zone she's somebody who struggles with anxiety she doesn't even share this with her friends and she's so close with her two best friends but they don't know what she's struggling with or dealing with when she has man troubles when she has like relationship troubles she doesn't even talk to her friends she tells them, oh i'm fine oh everything is fine ask after their lives and all that and the next thing she calls her brother and it's a brother that she can have this conversation with, and like I, I just be connected with a with a past flame, and I liked that because we we also see that in real life, right? Because sometimes in friendship people. Tend to not want their close friends to judge them again because they're human, right? And then at the end of the day, when there was going to be an eventual conflict, it was the other friends ganging up against them and, and calling her a pretender and a user, which is weird because she was far from it, but because she doesn't share her life with them, and it just seemed as though she was just there to them again which was wrong and again, one of the things I really liked about Jota writing, because as an audience, you see that this interpretation is wrong, but at the same time, when you see the fact that she doesn't share anything with her friends and she she only gets there when she wants to give them a new product and have them try those products out, you realize that, wait a minute, you see how they could have seen her as a user, right? But you as an audience, you know differently, because she doesn't share this other part of herself with them. So that's why I thought that the writing of that character was fantastic in Beyond the Veil. And it's very annoying that in Flossom, in Unmarried, we don't see this interpretation. Bear in mind that Flossum is basically TMCO, but let's make it woman. And then let's make it all topical feminist topics on Twitter. Let's put it in a pot and let's shake it together. And put it in flossum. That was basically what flossum is It's very reductive. Again, bad writing for female characters. And then one else, one more thing is game, um, okay, I said games of gangs of Lagos, um, Adesua's character. It was like a tag on that is, like, oh, wait, you guys, female representation. Yeah, yes. Let's, let's put that here. Female power representation. Nothing, we don't know who she is, just somebody who does Khaleesi fighting with with. Panas' girlfriend or baby mama. That's it for me, guys.
1: Spot on. Thank you. Thank you, Mo. I I, I hate that you have things on my list, maybe because we pretty much watch the same shows. I have the women in Flossom. I have the women in Unmarried, especially in season three. And I genuinely think the writing of the women in Unmarried degenerated every season. Because at this point, it almost felt like they were recycling. I'm all for reduced reuse, recycle. The environment needs it, but not in in writing. It almost felt like they were reusing and recycling drama for the sake of drama's sake. Um, You established in season one that a lot of these characters have issues and flaws and trauma. Take someone like, what's that her name? The Yoruba babe, Fumbi. Take someone like Fumbi, where you establish she has mommy issues um, that, that that are beyond regular mommy issues, and so she's used to not having like a wholesome relationship i don't know what's the term for it but you've established that she has this trauma and then all of a sudden in season two two or three i remember i think it was two you tell her she's in therapy you tell her she's growing and i get it people have people have um what's the word that i'm looking for see english has come off of my head um people fall back into old habits what is much People do usually fall into bad habits, you know, and that makes sense. But you don't, you don't keep having her make the exact same mistakes over and over and over again for the sake of drama slash entertainment. Because really, it's not entertaining. This is an almost forty-year-old woman. Can can we not? And that's what's really upsetting to be unmarried. These women are apparently almost forty or forty-plus, and they are doing stuff that twenty-something year-olds will not do, like
2: girl
1: <laughs> yeah, what is lost in translation the head of these writers like literally on season four you hear what's her face um nengi say ah, i'm almost 40 for the reason why she can't date that bro- brother and i was like oh so you know you're almost 40 it didn't seem like everybody like, were almost 40 you were behaving like the way you were behaving but yes honestly some of the worst written women are in these ensemble shows and it's so upsetting because I feel like these ensemble shows are supposed to be Nollywood's um, love letter to female characters. <laughs> At least that's how they come across. But honestly, they just end up being really, really, really bad portrayals. Um, who's next? I know Onyekon was before Fai, so I'm just going to give Onyekon and then Fai will speak and then Aduke will tell us how he feels about.
2: Hey, okay, so... As, look, I have I don't have access to Beyond the Veil, and I am really upset about that because you guys are speaking of it so well, and I want to watch a good ensemble drama. But with that said, the one I want to call out is um, uh, I'm not saying all your bad movies do this, but there is this one. I think Media Matins, Media Martins, right? The queen of yelling and being in um misogynistic, uh,
3: yeah, the well.
2: <laughs> like some of our yoga movies are just like interchangeable, interchangeable, interchangeable. In the I don't think it's our fault, I think it's the people that <laughs> write it, but it has made her a, a, a big star, so she, she is getting from it, okay, or yeah. like. That's those female characters. Like literally, the one I'm gonna call for is the one that she was in Fatoma, and that that one is the most. I think it's the most horrid type of character ever. Horrid, because all she does is yell. You, think, a lot of people complain about um people come some some actress yeah uh, or actor in our movies yelling once in a while. No, all she literally does. Was yelled, and I thought she was talented because that thing must have taken her a, a lot of energy to shoot that entire movie. And that movie was went on for hours upon hours. She yelled, it was an unreasonable portrayal of a woman, a jealous woman who doesn't want no, no woman to touch her or something. So much so that she's yelling at the sister, she's yelling at the mother. Does that make any sense, my friends? Does that make any sense? It makes no sense. That writing was, was probably, there was probably no writing, but it also, it comes from, the, the female characters that I'm just here to insult, not insult, let me, let me, let me back down, comes from men, men who have, who have issues in their own life, which we may be talking to, women, and then they put it on screen. And some women act it out because, you know, they're just actors and they need to make money and they need to become popular. Well, it just comes from that. And it's, I often dismiss it because, the, you just dismiss it because it's clearly just this, the director who has, like, more control over the production wanted to write their life, wanted to write what they thought about maybe their wife, or one of their mistresses that they had a problem about. So they're going to write a huge, something of it and it's like it is so annoying it is so it is annoying because i'm like why are you putting your own problem on my screen and then you're making me watch it and you're going to now make it seem like all women are like this and it's horrible it's not even a character it's just what is a word for like a it's a caricature So that's the one that I just, that, that, that annoys me, hicks me to no end. You guys have already talked about the group ones. That one also annoys me, but this one hicks me. Like it, 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 it touches my soul sometimes. I'm like, oh. So that's the one I want to put there. The other one too, it's like the opposite version, but it's still the same thing. It's the sweet one, the one that allows you to just, Puncher anyhow, and like she be like eh 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 eh, and that one it's that one is just I think Mr. C called it the virtuous woman thing. That one makes no sense because I can believe that there are women that are like this, but there's like reasons for why they are like that. There's truly reasons that has to do with like you can explore their internal motivations, internal reasons of doing it. Sometimes those internal reasons have nothing to do with the man. It has to do with more of how they feel and know about themselves, right? You can write a story about women that is like the virtuous woman that allows this guy to go do whatever the heck he wants and be entirely focused on the woman as a character. But no, this is a man writing out his fantasy of what he can do, and the woman will still love him, and it's a fantasy of what we think of what some people think of love is and those characters I say and they particularly put it on women they don't particularly put it on men, are the worst types of characters female characters in in movies in hollywood movies it's just the worst it's just a reflect it's just a it's a it's a dream reflection that does nothing beyond like the 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 main writer or the, the person that is in charge the author of the film <laughs> vision of, of a woman or is writing down the issue that I had with one specific woman <laughs> on screen and then we are being punished by watching it. We are pu- they, they are punishing us. Like, I didn't do nothing to you. Why are you punishing me with this? That's what I feel. I don't know if anybody gets what I'm trying to yeah, say. no, for I get you, I get
1: you. And that's almost a good segue into, like, the next thing we're going to talk about. But I'm going to let Fai tell us who her worst is and then adi will tell us who her best and her worst female characters are. Then we will make that segue because I feel like it's a very interesting thing that happens in Nollywood. So, Fai, could you tell us what your worst um, female character in Nollywood is or are, if you have multiple?
5: Okay, yeah, I do have multiple. All right, so my first one now um any woman that has to settle with a guy that they keep accosting that that keeps accosting her so my first one is sugar and before valentine i said this during the romance um, discussion as well the whole thing of her storyline being part of or her storyline being about acquiescing to a particular guy based on the fact that he has this persistence towards her despite her not being interested so yeah i don't like those kind of tropes Next one is one that I've held with me since I've watched it. Doll's character. No, no, no. For me, I felt like she was grown. She was rich. She was a powerful woman. She was a renowned, so, um, renowned surgeon or medical practic- practitioner. I can't remember. And I felt like it just felt disgusting for the character's strengths to be largely shadowed and then reduced by her being like a sugar, a sugar mommy on the side. I, I was disappointment. I was disappointed with sorry i'm just not here today i was very disappointed by her character development i loved how they showed her sexual liberation and stuff but please why wouldn't why couldn't she be dating the 60 year olds that could match her accomplishments and her bank account younger me could understand why a 20 something year old character should be running circles around her taking her money then sleeping with a younger woman in her own bed i just wasn't there for it i feel like i'm tired of seeing supposed strong and powerful characters having their storyline be tainted by their relationships with men. For it to not be someone way younger, I was insulted. So that was another one. The next one, Arola and Saro. Oh, yeah. I didn't like how her fate was written at all. I would have loved for her to have had a more empowering end, Please i didn't like that it was about repeating cycles i just hate that thing it it triggers me and i just felt like it could really have been more powerful if it was about her if she was the one that was doing this thing if halfway she realized that this is not the life that she wants to live and she took the power in her own hands and then left but i didn't like how her character was written the next one incest character in shantytown that's all i'm going to say shalewa in shantytown (laughs) Ali's character is Sole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because why did Sheila Shevwale end up being a woman that was a kingpin? <laughs> why was she? How? You know what I'm saying? Next one. Kit Henshaw's character in Blood Sisters she got the hell out of me. Kende Bankone's character in Tainted Canvas. Yes, I did not like her. Um, Kambili... <laughs> Once again, the whole revolving your, your story, because let me not lie, I'm laughing because I remember how Vanessa went to one of our Kambili last time, so I'm trying yeah. to hold myself. <laughs> well the whole revolving your story around getting married which also shows how women are prone to settling for the guy who isn't really good for her but because she thinks that this is her only chance she holds on the guy that Kambili was interested in was annoying as hell and it was only when she became big that he came back and he was still annoying yes he was and i was just pissed off that that was a character that was an option you get me but it, it Yeah. That and then think about Flower Girl as well. She had that guy, um, who was even nasty. Who is who was even nastier? Both of them were annoying, but you can see that those characters were hoping to get married so quickly and they were holding on, they were thirty or something, there was a big age there and they were like, I have to get married, I have to get married, that is my only chance. They were dropping hints, they were doing what they could and they both got um dumped before they went and the guys came back when these ladies seem to have moved on and seem to be more successful. So yeah, those those are my characters. But I have to bring it back to your Doyle's character in 50, in 50 because I've never been given the chance to say how much I didn't like her character. I just didn't like how it was written. I just didn't like how she had so much promise at, in, in terms of like character development and it just made it seem like she was just a small girl it's called 50 for a reason that's all i'm saying
1: thank you thank you so much fire that was a really good list and i'm with you on kambili i'm not gonna go on a tangent because i'm hosting but yes kambili god so that everybody knows that ruth kambili that's all i can say um elizabeth before i let you i know you can go can care say who her best um, female characters in Hollywood, and if she can not do her
3: worst as well, that'd be really nice. Oh, I, I, I didn't know we we're starting with best because I, I just came with a lot of anger. Only, only, only the, the anger, motor. only <laughs> the dragon. You don't, have, you, don't, you, don't have
1: to, you don't have to, you don't have to do best.
3: Okay, okay. okay. I, I, I think I can speak about my best later okay. on, but because of like things, that, I've missed a lot of the conversation. But I heard um, Elizabeth talk about midday Martin. And, I don't really have much to say about her. But the way she feels about Millie Martin is exactly how I feel about Shola Shobawali. So she always has to scream. And like, I don't really see her doing, doing anything. I don't see the versatility. I don't, I mean, when people scream that she's a really good actress, I mean, I agree because she's a good screamer. So, But can she do something else? Can she like, can I see her do something else? Also, I'm just going to try to not speak with so much emotions. Let me just focus. And I will start with, um, let me leave Shalashibo earlier aside. The most recent one, Gangs of Lagos. What the hell was Adiso to me? What was her role there? She had nothing to do there. And it upset me very much at the end that she was not the one that came to shoot the guy. <coughs> it almost feels like, I haven't done anything, I haven't done much, but let me just be the one to shoot, please. Because, like, why? Like, what was your... What was the point of her being there? And Tony Tones as well in Brotherhood. I just feel like I don't know. The the urge or like the the need to put like a female representation, especially when it comes to like crime, it's not necessary like Shantytown as well. All those things where Inyedo was just using her bomb bomb to fight. Like it's not necessary like let's choose sometimes. I understand people at Dimoye's like role in gangs of Lagos, maybe. If you can if you can like you know do that, like how do I explain this? If you can, you know, like just limit it to that. It's not that women cannot be fighters or whatever, but when there's a certain like you just feel you need to always put these people just so that there's female representation who are not leaving them out. And then you now come and throw in, throw in what's the woman's name? to Abraham, that she's the governor, all those things, like I just feel like they're very very annoying. Especially when it's a like disorder to me. I have personal feel like way to me. Because I can list like there's there's what's it called? Sugar rush set up all those things i'm like is it necessary like do we have to do these things in hollywood do we always have to do and with this same person like i just find it very annoying i have more people but i'll you know come back to see more i guess
1: (laughs) say it all here because we'll soon move on to a different category so comment everything from your choice now please if you can
3: I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I had a list, but then I, I deleted it by mistake. So I'll have to think. It about well, it. Even me, I had it. But people's hands are raised, so let them speak. No, well, speak I had about. a list,
1: but it's me too. It has come from my. Um, Elizabeth, please.
4: Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to add up, add on, um, the the way we write female, female characters and our Nollywood an female archetypes, and I want to also tie it to it, it, our next
1: category
4: okay 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 but I just want to talk okay our next uh, category. okay so should I leave this one should I leave this conversation for the next category okay I, I will leave it so let me just say that uh, hey, you mentioned Shola Shubwale. you are very right because they give us screaming roles but Shola in was very 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 well directed I agree. she didn't raise that voice but for the first time i, I could see that this madam it's not like i don't know she can act but she was acting in that place because the character she played requires that sort of jigget. even the way she's the way her body composition i thought that even for me i was like i'm going liar
3: you
4: try you i thought that was a good one but Again, we'll come to that. I think maybe in our next session because this is the way Nollywood views women and insists on them playing the same archetype like every time.
1: Okay, so on your you're you're the one to go before we move on to our next topic because I agree okay. about the archetype. And is, yeah,
2: to- yeah, yeah. This is not archetype. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't care. I don't think you've seen that movie, and I'm not talking about one specific. Like, you know, um, Ndeemata she does yell. Yeah. In a movie but i'm talking about one specific movie that is casoma that one <laughs> after you see that one
1: you will not talk about shala anymore <laughs> you... I agree on midi matters i genuinely think like like we're going to talk about i feel like she's been boxed yeah. into she's been boxed into something and Nollywood does this thing a lot.
2: Oh, but... By the way, I also don't want to dismiss because that takes a lot of work. That yelling for that long in the movie—it takes a lot of work. Like I, yeah. So I don't want to like dismiss uh, something because we. I'm like I was. I was very impressed with her. I was just like yo, she has stamina. She like okay good, but like, it that that was not even what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about fifty. I wanted to talk about fifty. Okay, most of this has to do with writing. Like. You had very talented actresses. You had Hureti Doyle. You had Dakore Edison And you had all these things. And they had indeed, like, what's it called? Story bits that has been done many times by Nigeria. And they can do it well. And then they went to do nonsense. Absolute nonsense. These women are nearly 50. And um, they were doing nonsense up and down up and down there's always this archetype of like okay a nigerian christian right that doesn't believe in medical in medicine most christians in the world will go to a cancer doctor and also pray at the same time and people don't necessarily really understand faith healing and what how that really does um I'm not going to say magically takes so it doesn't. It, it helps people um, deal with their things, right? But like, whenever we have a story writing thing, I'm not even saying that you can't even do the like bad woman or the like woman. It's just that we're so lazy, and it's it's it, it, it's it's just writing. We're so lazy not to even deal with the internal, um, the internal complications of the character. We just want to eat a story beat and we don't even walk to eat that story beat. That story beat comes out of nowhere, then it feels very jarring and it's very, very silly. Silly. It it, yeah, it, it, it just really feels crazy. like it just it, it's not like you can't do it. You can do it. You can literally do it. you can do whatever you want. You just have to take it seriously. Even if it's foolishness and what is um everything everywhere. Everything everywhere has a love, like <laughs> moments, like it's very dude broy, and at the same time you get such like almost a spiritual understanding of the work of this movie. That essentially people can freeze a lot of moments and it and call it dude broy. Yes, you're right. That's very dude broy's movie, but at least they took it seriously, and at the end it was just this beautiful movie. And that's... And 15 was just going for, like, um, what's it called? Soap opera. And it was bad soap opera. It was bad soap opera. It wasn't entertaining soap opera. And I just... I had a law. I was annoyed at 15. It did the whole, like, I'm your mother. What? How? From where? I'm your mother. When did you set this up? Yes, I was and by the way, Yes. Like, oh. We... Like... What? It's not like these things don't happen in real life. Yes, we have had stories of things like this, but like at least set it up well, at least give use film language. You're doing a film. There's been film language that has been like set up for a while. You're not we're not like in the in the we're not in the 1910s when film was first was first starting and nobody know what the hell they were watching. We have fume language. We know fume language. You can use that. You can at least do those things. You can do something. And 15 was just very, very embarrassing. It was embarrassing because these were older women and they were acting like children. They were fighting over a man. Yeah. And it, it wasn't even reasonable fighting over a man. Like sometimes there's reasonable fighting over a man. Like, oh, access to this man gives me access to resources what was the name of that of that book the book oh snap this i have forgotten the book like they were fighting over the man but they were fighting not because they lost the a man but they were fighting over the man because access to that man gives me resources that's like you can you could do those things and these are like 50 year old women and they're fighting over a man 50 year old nigerian women and they are fighting over a man just because of love. Where have you ever seen that? Where have you ever seen a <laughs> 50 year old Nigerian woman be like,
1: But let's move on. That's not no, bad. there's no <laughs> reason. Let's, let's, let's.
2: Sorry, no man, sorry, me, sorry. i just to. Like, 50 annoyed me. 50 annoyed, 50 annoyed me. me.
1: With the romance and Kabili. I'm with you. On this. And okay. thank you for. Let me come <laughs> I just remember one of my least favorite Nollywood characters. And it's. it's in mr and mrs i think that's what it's called and i think it, it, it's gonna segue into this our archetype thing it's that thing of oh she's a virtuous woman who's going to fight for her home despite the fact that the man doesn't deserve it and she should be fleeing and it was this whole thing of oh she's gonna get him back she's gonna get her lick back and then all of a sudden it became this i, I was doing it to save my family and younger me Younger me, when I first watched that, I was like, oh, she's a badass. But then older me was like, no, that's silly. Why are you in that house? Why are you doing this? You're all this game playing for what? It was so ridiculous. At the end of the day, it was all just self-serving the man. At the end of the day, nothing. There was no common pants for his actions. It was all just to, at the end, get this man. Why is the man the prize? I genuinely, it was it's really one of my least favorite Nollywood characters. But on to the next thing, segueing onto our archetype conversation. Women in Nollywood, safe to say, have always been written under like a larger archetype. And through the many phases of the industry, these archetypes seem to have remained. You know, from the wicked mother slash mother-in-law to the modern-slash-21st-century wife, the good girl-slash-virtuous woman, sometimes it's the good girl who grows into a virtuous woman, and the bad girl who apparently smokes, drinks, and fornicates. How have... What, let, me, let me start with, what are some of the most annoying archetypes to you? Because I feel like all of them are. But what, which are some of the worst archetypes, and how have they held back our storytelling and the portrayal of women in Hollywood? Or how have they helped the portrayal of women in Nollywood? And have these archetypes evolved? What's the current state of how these archetypes are now? Because I still believe they still exist very fully on in Nollywood. They just they're just being written differently, even though those archetypes are just like the overall umbrella under which women are written in Nollywood. Who wants to go first? Elizabeth. <laughs> Yes,
4: <laughs> You should know that I am actually, this is a very passionate topic for me. So our favorite archetype, okay, so first I have to start with, we don't really have a lot of um, fi- um filmmakers that are female-centric in the way they view opinions. Now, I'm not saying that they don't exist, they probably do, but not in the way, let's say, Amaka Igwe was. And Amaka Igwe wasn't trying to do any PSA. She wasn't trying to pass any message, right? You won't watch it and think that she's trying to pass any message in the way Flossom was just horrible. You can see that she's just treating a female characters as human, right? With the same agency that the opposite sex has. So I'll say that in the in the 90s, when started having people like um this guy that made um uh ne- Nebue is that his name? Yes, Ned Nebue is that isn't it? The guy that made Glamour Girls. So we have people like him who are like Jesus centric. They have good head for stories. They know how to write a story. They know how to put the storyline, but they need to tell you that women are the scenes of the world, right? And then so you have characters that they have created that have that even though they will make some flaw some have flaws but they will try to also make one very okay okay he still has a bit of let's say a bit of let's talk about somebody like um another jesus-centric person this a woman helen helen is full-on women are witches short skirts, she's a demon she's trying to snatch a husband so we have people like that and like i said where Boyo, we have a character smoke for absolutely no reason Without preaching to anybody, which I noticed in a couple of our movies, she actually does have a character smoking. I would really like to ask her if it's true because it's something she's had. Yeah, a character just smokes and nobody is saying, oh, you're smoking, you're going to die. So, but we have this Nollywood who says, the moment you see somebody smoking, they're a bad guy. Even apart from women, a bad guy is joined bad gang, he's going to die. She drinks, oh, bad girl, she's going to die. She followed her friends out at night, bad girl, she's going to die. Oh, she's talking too much, she's going to get pregnant and die. So we had this one-dimensional way that we were looking at women. And then we got to the 2000s and we had people like um, Chidi Chikere, that even though you see Chidi Chikere writes to women with agency, I'll give him that. But at the same time, the morality is still a tack on, right? He's telling, there is still something about what we feel is acceptable to the society morally, and and that's why we see situations where women are expected. Okay, like two together. Two together is such a flawed story. But at the same time, when I'm watching it, I'm seeing that they made her marry a teacher that used to hit her. And then eventually, I think they fell in love or something stupid. But in the plot lines, you realize that Chidi Chikere did not let him have it easy. I don't think it would have happened now. Because all through the plot line was them Constantly reminding, and then there were people standing up for Genevieve's character. Um, standing up in the village saying that this guy has done something bad, reporting him to the to the head to the to the village chief. You can say that nobody was rolling over and saying, eh, just manage him, he's your husband, the way we have it in Yoruba movies and some of these Asapa Wood or Enugu Wood films. So as much as I felt like Maybe for the times, the way Chidi Chikere was writing, but notwithstanding, it wasn't exactly one-dimensional. But I think now what we have now are just one-dimensional characters. And maybe because we are also trying to imbibe, like, we're trying to borrow a lot of Hollywood tropes and we're trying to transpose them to the Nigerian reality now we don't know how to write characters anymore. And it is weird. Why? So I'll give you an example. And I like to use this example a lot. I have a thread on it. Blood Sisters. And um, the original Thelma and that That's sort of like passioned after. In the in Blood Sisters, one thing that was... In Thelma and why while, while we had these two characters accidentally kill a man... But there was a sort of character development where we see that these characters on their journey to running away, they sort of like rubbed off each other. The one that was sort of like um, reserved, started, you know, opening up more. And the one that was all over the place, she had a trauma and that's the reason why she reacts the way she does. We understand this character. And, And by the end of the day, when they started making horrible choices, sort of like when they started going towards full crime, in quotes, it wasn't because... While in the beginning, they had a reason to kill them, more like an accident, but it was also still like anger to kill somebody. This one, there was no reason. By the time they were doing bad things, they were going in there with their decision, like, we made this decision, we are going to rob it bank. Nobody pushed them to rob Bank. bank. They decided within themselves, which is one thing that I don't like about the way Blood Sisters is written, because we had these two characters. You've given us a reason why they accidentally killed a man and they're on the run. And rather than do something with these characters, we had a character that was, you know, she's the brave one, and then we have the one that's the shy or the the wimp, and then they sort of like maintained that energy to the end of the movie, and not sorry series, and not even that they even to the end of the series. We saw the way they just sort of like sweep swept them away from the screen, and then just introduced and just said to resolve the family drama in, you know, the old Catentious um, family drama. They they've decided to resolve it, you know, shut everyone rather than focus on these girls that this film started with. So it's bad enough that we have them writing one dimensional characters that hardly have any form of character development. What they also do is that we use these female characters and prop them as something and give way to another plot line. It's it's an annoying way of writing. That was also the same thing that they did in Shanti Town. That was the same way Shanti Town was written. You start with a story. You were thinking maybe it's going to be that Anyado's character, and then all of all of a sudden the story became um the the is this story? It's Is baby, yeah. Is that the issue story basically? And I see that it is this new development. It's sort of like in the way we write new stories now these stories went from our one-dimensional morality, even though it tries to balance both, we are now even turning it into full-blown one-dimension and we don't even know how to write these characters. Uh, Also, we'll mention also that back then, the way romance used to be written in such a way that men would be, just be blatantly horrible to women and women take them back. Okay, Chidi Chikerezone is even the one that I can say, okay, there's a little bit of, we see how society fought and Sort of, sort of like try to make that angle. I do even think that nonsense work. But we remember Final now we see- Sento character was just mean to that babe's character for absolutely no reason. It was so mean to her, but because he discovered her and put her in the the studio, we forgot that he was such a horrible person. But they didn't even end it there, that he was a horrible person. We see that the wife he married, used to physically abuse her. And apparently, in Nollywood, then it was okay to physically abuse somebody that you are not in love with. Again, these are like very harmful stereotypes that I figure is one of the things... Personally, I don't even think it's a cultural thing. I think it was was because of all those Regency titled um, historical romance novels and some of those horrible meals and bones that were sort of like popular in the 90s because, let me tell you guys, I remember reading Hint magazine back then. One of the horrible things they used to write in romance back then is all these stealth raping men beating women and somehow all of them are falling in love. That was their own idea of you know enemies to lovers and it's sort of like translated into hollywood because they feel like this is what the audience wants because i mean if these stories are popular in hands on in tlc maybe people will like it on screen it was very harmful but we see if that's again writing these characters is not just entertainment guys it is also cultural in such a way that it is pop It, it also informs what people say in pop and that's why i see that i feel like the new um, domicilla is horrible and shouldn't have been made because the tag on is hey, I shall not be woke like,
3: thank, oh you. thank you, thank you
4: Oh my God. Why, why, why that in bloody as 2023 in, in such a way that even the first Domitula was so brave and boldly written and even done. And what we have now is, Oh, look, these girls, sub they didn't have a choice. They are struggling. They are struggling. They are struggling. And that's why they are, yeah, I said, well, and that's why bad things are happening to them. It's such a bad thing to say because we are saying morally that when women do this thing, automatically bad things going to happen to them and they are going to die so what's the difference between these don't talk to men you get pregnant and die what's the difference between that and what we are on the characters we are writing for women in 2023 thank you
1: thank you so much mo i appreciate that i agree um i almost think when 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 i was when we're planning this um topic (coughs) And I saw Mr. C's tweet about archetypes And how they've evolved The first thought that came to my head was actually They've devolved So I don't know how But I genuinely think older Nollywood And I'm not counting the 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 dark era of the 2006 to 2012 2015 era I'm talking 90s Nollywood seemed to be a lot more brave With how they wrote women These archetypes were in full swing Don't get me wrong. It was, it was, they were in full swing. We had the wicked mother-in-law, the modern 21st century wife who wanted to walk and whatever that was, a bad thing in some ways. But we had, we had, granted these archetypes existed, but it almost seemed like they were a lot more brave and a lot more, what's the word I'm looking for in the way they wrote women? You know? It almost feels like now, it's just devolved. And I know Mo has mentioned the one no so many times, but it genuinely just feels like They just go, yeah, she's a bad girl. That's it. It don't finish. And it's like, no, no person is just one thing. And it almost feels like these writers, I guess the transposing thing from Hollywood But it, almost feels like Nollywood filmmakers are forgotten how to write Nigerian women. And I'm not just because at the end of the day, this is unique to our experience and our industry. It's not, it's not just about writing women in general. It's about writing Nigerian women. Because we're informed by a lot of our society. We're informed by the life that we lived. We're informed by our lived experiences, basically. And we're informed by the books we read, by the, by the schools we went to, by the people we hung out with, by the things we heard in school, by the things we heard in church. You know, we're, we're a whole different beast. And it almost feels incredibly disrespectful that Nollywood filmmakers can't seem to write us well. It genuinely feels disrespectful that after so many years, Nollywood filmmakers don't know how to write Nigerian women. It's sad and it's disrespectful. Um, Oyukon, can, you can go next um, with regards archetype. Okay, so, the thing is this.
2: The archetypes, um, and for some reason, I, I I also have maybe better memories of like older movies than newer movies. And indeed, these archetypes have always been there. And in some ways, they might, maybe 1,000 years from now, they might not be there. I don't know. Well, the issue with more modern movies is indeed that... I don't want to be like beating on the dead horse. It's just like they, we grew up. There are probably people in the eighties who are born in the eighties and nineties that are getting now to be the ones to make the movies, to be the decision makers in Hollywood. And if I remember hearing them, a lot of their older interviews, you hear it, they have a sort of look down on Hollywood and those older movies And for sometimes good reasons like those archetypes we said right some very much those movies were not some were very much like sometimes very disrespectful to females we're not we're not good but then again okay um and also they were not necessarily the best production wise which is a lie because come on if we see some of the production of modern days (laughs) and we compare it to some of the production of of the night you look at it and you say somebody was more competent with, with the few things that they have than this one that so, it simply said uh, that has better technology and does not really know how to do, it, do the things very well. They seem to just be making American movies. They literally seem to just be making American movies. Literally. And like, I'm not one of those people who think that anything has to be original because I don't think there's anything original. Everything is a remix. Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet was based on a on a poem written by another guy, and that poem itself was like, and also Tristan and Isabel. So even Shakespeare no be original. So nothing is original in this world. eh? But you have to localize it. And it's just, it's silly because if you, especially those assembled dramas that you guys talk about, they're the worst. Those romantic ones, especially when you know they're going to be like some um, upper class girl and they're going to be in the upper class world. It is so, they're like so, they're trying so hard to be Americans. Like they're trying so hard to be Americans. It makes, I, I get it. We all watch American movies. I keep on saying, like American movies made movies popular. They literally made movies popular. So the um, the, la- the film languages that most, most most cultures have come from Hollywood, which is a factory. Hollywood is a factory. It's, it's not hat. It, it, most Hollywood is not just hat. It's, it's a factory made. Those 1940s, all those things, those movies were factory made. They were just trying to get out movies and make the money. And I'm like, Okay, it's it's just so annoying. It's so annoying because they made it worse. Um, and all, almost all the character that uh, what's her name, Shalewa? What's the name of Shalewa? The actress, the one that you guys say is a very bad actress that you guys don't like. Hey God, she's. She says
4: to you guys,
2: I you know, said. No hey God, Nancy. Oh wow,
4: look
1: at me with my.
2: No, Sharon, 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 Sharon. I, I know you to make from
1: Skinny Girl in say, Sharon, no jam. <laughs> <I keep thinking. laughs> i'm sorry guys i can't i can't I, can, I, I speak going sorry through.
4: i thought that was shalewa from shanty town sorry shalewa's uh a... there's
1: so many shalewa that, no, no. Sad that they can't act
4: but um... I, I mean almost almost every character no nancy not nancy,
2: in nancy sometimes you can have some characters no nancy really um sharon Hoja. almost every character except for the character she played in um in the movie where they kept on gaslighting her with nancy and simi <laughs> i have to say something and maybe the one where she plays Shalewa, but then it the, then devolved out <laughs> almost every movie almost i said almost i didn't say whole. almost every movie i'm like especially when it's a romantic i'm like what is this silly girl doing <laughs> i'm just a character even nancy see me what is this silly people doing like what what is this? If I want to watch American something, I'll watch American something, eh? And America, honestly, America also does the thing of like they're literally taken from America. They literally take it from American. They're taking from American TV. That's literally what they're doing. Because in America too, it's all like one-dimensional characters. All one-dimensional characters. <laughs> Have you seen Riverdale? Are you saying just most American folkies, At least sometimes, even some some American shows. At least they know how to hide their one-dimensionality with like fancy something. But if you really think about it, it's one it's just one-dimensional. They don't have nothing, and then they they would transpose that, thinking it's better than like like our original archetypes. Even Fashions um Patience Archetypes, right? At least she's funny, and she actually at least has reasons.
1: Right. Honestly, some. She get I, a... I hate to interrupt, but some of my favorite patients is called Wicked Mother slash Mother Know. but the ones where she didn't have reason, because I I genuinely believe sometimes people are just wicked. Yeah. And let yes. them be wicked for wickedness' <laughs> sake. Honestly, those were some of my favorite. I hated it when they they gave her a reason for being wicked. No, let her just let her just be wicked. the three is wicked. Because yes,
2: she's because they like, like, give her. I'm... They give that. Us- sorry for
4: um wickedness without motivation is also an archetype that we've created in Nollywood, and i think we should also try to
1: start i love with. it don't so give much people it's a great archetype because the truth
4: is don't give them back they are wild we already know as a society that a current a reoccurring topic is that mother in laws sometimes are wicked so don't give them reasons i'm not
5: saying, wicked.
2: saying the reasons justify like sometimes she has very flimsy reasons so, but like There, it's The reasons that she, I say, it's like there was this one time she was really in between them because they go to different churches. (laughs) Like they literally go to different churches. And that's why she was suffering the girl. She wanted the guy to marry somebody in her church. (laughs) And that was why she was suffering the girl. (laughs) Like within a Nigerian contest, we can understand that, yes, there are literally mothers who take this thing seriously. And they will suffer somebody and they will say they are Christian. And they'll do all these things. And even the writing back then was more entertaining I and mean, it was it was very, very witty writing. And now now they're trying to get one line What is walk? My sister, what is a no be work.
1: My sister, my sister walk? is the saying in PJ, but genuinely not be not be saying where people go to, not be saying where you go hang a film that's supposed to be about 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 sex workers and then you now saying,
2: our our taglines. That's what I'm saying. They are looking nowadays. They are looking for like funny, just funny. They they try. They don't realize they're trying to copy old Nollywood in that sort of things because old Nollywood did have like funny, funny witty lines. Love the taglines. And now, now that that people remember, and so now you're going to now use these things as a, as marketing, and you're going to artificially find funny witty lines that is that makes no sense or does not connect to the thing or feels a little it's it feels silly it feels like you're selling it to me sell something to me without making me feel like you're selling something to me you get so that's the thing like it's it's bad it's just it's so one-dimensional i can't even i cannot even talk it's it's so it's so annoying it is so annoying like and it's not entertaining, one dimensional, and that's what's annoying about it. There's the good girl, and sometimes it's not even the good girl. Cambly is now even more annoying because clearly, clearly, you are bad. <laughs> you are telling this other woman that you are not doing anything with the something, and yet you are. And guess what? You are not even entertaining enough for me to for me not to realize that you are not doing the thing. But you are doing the thing. You are horrible, and they made us silly. They made us silly. To look like an American something. I appreciate Cumbia. Oh, you come oh,
4: sorry. Oh, you come sorry. I don't even think they were I'm trying done. to make it an American something. Especially that Kambili, and I'll say it in a way that Americans have 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 um have already mastered the art
1: of best friend to lovers.
4: If they need, if yeah, if they need best friend to lovers, like if they need to get the to look for somebody as the horrible person. Look at look at um parents trap. Right when they need this, first and second parents trap, when they needed to tell us that, oh, this other lady is the bad guy. They, they they All they needed to do for us is to let us know that this other lady hates this girl and she wants to throw her to boarding school enough to buy the audiences appeal that that was a bad person. But what they were trying to do in Kambili was diabolical. That girl had no flaw. They had to into dig into Nigerian morality again. What did they find out? A woman that cannot cook. What do you mean? What do you <laughs> mean? What is wrong with your hand? Enter those kitchen, Abida kitchen, chicken, and start cooking. Abi, what was his name? And they tried to make this girl the bad girl. She wasn't even a bad person. And then because she says, "What are you doing with your ba- best with your best friend? Why are you always with Camille?" They tried to say, look. She's a bad girl for asking. That is not true. Was she not right? When the two of you are in afro, behind her back, was she still not right? It was diabolical. What they were know the funny
1: parts that same Namdi of a human being he is cooking food for Cambilio. He's cooking food for
2: Cambilio problem. Sorry, guys, I've been trying to
1: avoid
2: going on the How you would that? we always had have made that? How would that? females have always been written badly because hey hollywood made everything popular and like hollywood and america is just as misogynistic as any other place (laughs) and females always had like the archetype of you have to be the one to sacrifice you are if you move anyhow you're something and nollywood also had that but now in modern day away from old nollywood archetypes and just old Bollywood production, and the and the jokes that we had about Lollywood, A lot of this, and also because they grew up with movie, with access to American movies over, they are copying what they can, because they are not as talented. Thank you, Nicole. So I'm going
1: to let Fai go. Sorry, because we have a list. There's <laughs> Fai and Aduke and all of a sudden, Mr. F- Mr. P- Fui, I hope it's Miss C that wants to talk because it's Mr. Fui, I will just meet you. But um, Fai, please, go ahead.
5: <laughs> all right, hi. Okay, so these are mine, right? My first one, um, I also agree with the people that mentioned this, bad girls that smoke and drink, but these bad girls that have a near-death experience which converts them to a good girl, (laughs) I want to see bad girls that are bad. They drink, they smoke, they party, they live a great life, whether it's by making that money, falling in love, both, being in community, etc., because women have options, you know? And I would love to see and eventually make films about bad girls that win in life because I really want to see more actors like that. I don't even think that they're being written well. It's like, Maybe they start off right, but it falls out halfway, you know. I want to see, like, full-bodied as per, Bring back that old Nollywood glamour, right? Add something new and recent. And then make it seem like, make the story end with them, like, on a high or achieving what they wanted. Even more than, you know, you could imagine. As opposed to these bad girls that are portrayed as something, you know something to society that isn't really good and then you now say that's because of how they act something kills them or they have a negative experience and as a result of that they change their ways I don't see what they're doing as bad so I feel like that's one thing that um, came up for me the second one, the monster-in-law archetype. I think this was way more apparent back in the day of anticipations, and a bit later. But lately, I can count that the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law dynamic is no longer as... Monster-in-law and daughter-in-law dynamic is no longer as prominent as they used to be. So that's just me. I mean, even in the way um As the mother-in-law was annoying, I found it different for me to see her husband protecting and defending her. I was like, okay, because I'm sure I can't remember many films in which the men, the husbands protect their wives. You know, you mostly see the ones in which um, they are ganged up against, for example, Mr and Mrs. So I like that for me that the monster-in-law trope is no longer glaring as it used to be. Next one. I feel like these films, Tainted Canvas and Here Love Lies, um, reinforcing this thing of normalizing these harmful connections that women have with their caretakers. I mentioned it during these spaces and I'll say it again. I want to see female characters actually take the power into their hands and not seek to heal relationships with their caretakers that genuinely hate them. I feel seeing female characters go back to the people that cause them abuse is a harmful narrative for real. Why not show women that break free and create generational healing? Think about Dakar's character in 50 and the conversation with her mother. She told her mother her father raped her and she found out that the mother knew all along and wanted her at the age of 50 to continue to sweep things under the rug. Come on now, what was that storyline? Once again, the topic of sexual assault is addressed like in Hey You, but there isn't proper vindication. We need to see better than that and have better storylines when it comes to these archetypes. Last one. The hopeless romantic archetype. Is there a way female characters can be written without being portrayed as desperate? We have about 30. We have Flower Girl. We have kambili I would love for it to be that, you know, we have a strong female character. She's a hopeless romantic or hopeful romantic, but she's sharp and logical in the love. You know what I'm saying? You can like romance, but you can still have a spicy way of going about it that is intelligent. And I would like to see more of that. Yes, I'm turning 30. Yes, I'm knocking on 30's door. I'm not yet married, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I have my girlfriends. I have my family i'm doing my thing i'm making money as for like adding that layer to the story and then as she's minding her business with that intention of wanting love the person comes to come and sweep out of her feet hello why are we having characters holding on to men that are not really good and treating them well just because oh i'm about to turn 30 i need to get married as soon as possible you know so that's what i want to see for me thank you thanks
1: fai i really love fai's organized list Okay, are you ready for our archetypes
3: No, I'm not. I feel like everybody has touched on
1: what I've lost. Okay. So, See, I'm, I'm giving me the opportunity to speak on me. I hope it's me too. Okay. Um, Iro- the people behind the Rocco Critic, you can go.
0: It is me, oh, it is me. This no man in this, in this space. How? What is going on here? I
1: said it. It's I've ladies' night.
0: To, I, I've come to spoil wow. it. I'm going to ruin it here. It's my male opinions on female characters in Nollywood. All right. (laughs) Let's go. Let's start. All right. So I guess um uh, it's actually fascinating to listen to some people about some of the things that uh the the dark ages, which uh it seems like uh, our host just wanted to just skip by. Because they're Uh, dark ages for a reason. would he, he wear the bibs you know uh blackberry babes, obviously a masterpiece but 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 the characters in in that is uh, uh, the characters in, in in that are very very um bad but like it started it's, it's so amazing that that was so popular it started um this um uh, trope of all these women who were going to be, um it's so shallow to do things for something. So Blackberry Bibs was for Blackberry. And I actually haven't seen Facebook or Twitter, Bibs. So I don't actually know how uh <laughs> I don't know how that one works out, but Homer Bibs, I think I saw Homer Bibs. Um uh the, the Butchy Babes is the one that I really I really want to see. Um that's that that sounds that sounds like a good time. But those ages were that, that's something. Um, some of the uh, I understand what uh, a lot of people have said about old Nollywood um being like better with female characters. I think I have to agree. There were just a couple that um that were kind of bad. The original glamour girls, um, especially especially part 2 so with part 1 in the original glamour girls um some people may not have seen um the original glamour girls but they're all sort of basically I-, I felt like they were all women who were doing what they could do in a patriarchal society um um and they were like they were like sort of queens to be honest they were running stuff like yeah oh you know all these men they want to sleep around well they were, They were gonna do this very intellectually and like systematically and do uh, but the moral of the story is that all of them like sort of like die or some you <laughs> something bad happens to them um that's how it ends but like if you take away that end um they're actually very rich characters like like um I think something like what elizabeth was 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 um sort of talking about like how ordinary would even when they wanted to do their um so their their misogyny back then, like it was still, um, it, it still was based on like the lived lives of the female characters, something like that. Um, if I'm paraphrasing poorly, I apologize. Um, but Glamour Girls Part Two, you see, Glamour Girls Part Two, that's a different, that's a different era. Glamour Girls Part Two is so, it's just like I've never. It feels like a a film made by an incel. I'm, I, I, I can't even, it's, it's women who are are just like so shallow and, and uh, some of, I guess, well, you know, I think some part of it is, is, um, 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 you know, the woman being a businesswoman, to be fair, opening, opening a prostitute ring in, in, in Europe. So maybe, maybe. That's something to celebrate, uh, but uh, what people like Eureka's character um, uh, ends up, what Eukira's character ends up doing is just like the typical. I need to snatch a man from some other woman, and it's just, it's just sad. Um, uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, old Nollywood had some, 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 some bad ones, but I agree generally because i think that's just in general with the storytelling because like people and honestly they had a different way of doing it back then because they used to spend like four or five hours because they spent four or five hours telling a story you actually feel like you're getting to know actual people um uh, whatever think th- is like whereas in in new nollywood because honestly we've changed the structure of how we do things Uh, New New Hollywood tends to just move from plot point to plot point, and they don't really care about character or the people and how they uh, uh, get to do it. But um, uh, there definitely are people who who I would um, I think are are some highlights from the female characters in um, in the original. Honestly, I uh, it's not a lot of people's favorite, but I I really like Neka the Pretty Serpent. I like her. She's a boss queen. She's a bad bitch. She comes in. She's trying to fuck men up. Um, she's like the original femme fatale. Like she's the OG femme fatale. She's Lemanya was a banger. Like oh my god, you know if Neka said Lemanya to you, you were done. You were done done. Um, and I love it that she was was just going around and she had her friends though she had her friends who she'd gossip with this with because I guess you need you always need the f- um, friends in these things. But like I loved how she would um she had all this power but she still needed to like gossip with um, her friends. But um yeah um these days I think um you know KOB like a lot of people have said that's my actual Oba ob- ob- um to be from gangs of Lagos hashtag not my oba ob- is a pale imitation of what an alba should be. Um, yeah, I really like um, Shala Sh- And and by the way, a lot. Uh, this is this is something I wanted to make a video on back in the day. But a lot of people think that Shalla's performance is very shout, um, just shouty in King of Boys. And the scene that I I would always recommend you to go watch is when shala is uh, goes to goes with I just to meet um akin's character i can't remember his name I, I, um in the in that film but he made um when she starts shouting he's like, who the hell do you think you are remember your place and there's a there's a you know you know there's a obviously she had done her shout um shallow shouty thing but you have to remember like she's a woman in a man's space like it's kind of how she behaves, I would think. That character generally behaves, and so to like almost catch herself and like, no, oh, there, are, there's a hierarchy to this, and I've just messed up. And watch her like take herself back. Oh my God, I really, really love that performance. I, I love that scene, and that's that's the scene where people go, oh, she's just shouting, you know, throughout. Yeah, no, no, you missed. I feel like you miss the 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 essence of K.O.B. But anyway, um. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Um, one trope that I don't like that happens to female characters—I've mentioned this a couple of times—is, um, and it comes from laziness. Is that um, if you want to make us feel sorry for your female character, I don't know what to do. You just sexually assault her. You just very simple. Hey, there we go. Don't you feel sorry for her now? We've sexually. It's like you don't have to write a compelling character. You don't need to get to know her. If we just sexually assault her, then then isn't it? How can you say? How can you say it's not good writing? Like, don't you feel something for her? Look, don't you feel sad? We wrote that she she was sexually assaulted. Look, it's like it's so lazy. It became very common, um, especially because like a lot of people don't don't write past any of that. They just want a cheap emotional um, trigger. And it's weird to use sexual assault as such a cheap emotional trigger. I know we're lazy and a bunch of things elsewhere. But like, I guess I, I would have hoped that they treated sexual assault with a bit more care. But yes, that's my general gist. Thank you, then... I guess. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I, I, something that's like a weird... So I'm going to go off of like the hopeful romantic thing that um, Fai was talking about and hope because I'm saying hopeful because this is what I want and it was something I said a lot um, at the end what I presumed was the end of Skinny Girl in Transit which was season 5 I was like okay you've done all this growth for Shalewa and this is the thing that really upsets me about how Shalewa's character as Skinny Girl in Transit is treated we, when we first meet Shalewa in Skinny Girl in Transit, she was shallow, she was apparently money-hungry, all she cared about was her physical appearance, she was mean to her sister, she was basically a ditzy blonde. And then, throughout Skinny Girl in Transit, Shalewa grows into a woman, you know, of her own. She's... Maybe it's based off of the stuff that she went through with Maxwell's wife or whatever. But she's grown into this woman who wants to make her own money, who wants to find real love beyond the material, who cares so much about her family and her sister and is ready to go to battle for her sister, especially when the whole thing with, um, what's that his name? Fabric. Fabric. When the whole thing with Fabrice came up and she went to fight for Tewa with um, Mide. And you give us, we've grown with Shaliwa. Genuinely, I grew to love Shaliwa because of how this character was you know, treated. We, I was like, okay, this is character development. I don't think I've seen this in a while in Nollywood. And then, by what I presumed was the end, when Shaliwa and Mide got married, I was like, okay, fine. You can just push Shaliwa and Mide, Mide and Tiwa to the side. What I once said, from Skinny Girl in Transit, wasn't Skinny Girl in Transit anymore, but was a Shalewa-focused series. I genuinely wanted a Shalewa spin-off, where, especially because towards the end of season five, She was kind of in like this weird, topsy-turvy situation with Mohammed and the issues they had with differing religions and how that was going to affect their relationship. I genuinely wanted it to end where it ended. And I wanted it to be Shaliwa figuring out life as a young 20-something-year-old babe heading towards her 30s in Lagos. Single girl, living life, figuring out life, figuring out love. Developing friendships. I wanted to, to know Shalewa beyond being Tiwa's sister. And no, instead, Ndani put Shalewa in an abusive relationship where this girl who we grew with went back to a man who slapped her because... I'm confused. And then they gave us this whole thing at the end where she was, like, shouting at him. And I think they thought that was going to be, like... for the they thought that was going to be the scene of the season. It was like, no, that's so dangerous and risky. Like, how do you go into the house of a man who is abusive to go and shout at him? Like, I'm confused. That was that was not empowering by any means. And it was just a really horrible performance by Sharon Oja. And I just felt like it was so horrible what they had done to this character who, had, who we had grown with, who, we, who had become a woman of our own, and then they just messed it all up. And it's that whole thing with women wanting love. And then by the end of that season, there was that weird little smile thing with Muhammad. And I'm like, why are you going back to a man who cheated on you? It's like, what are these people doing with Shaliwa? Sorry, I just needed to go on the rant. Another thing, another archetype that really upsets me is, and I think it's a combination. Mr. <laughs> C, stop laughing. I know I go on rant. Um, I think it's a combination of that whole good girl and bad girl thing. It's the Madonna Hall cons- complex. And I don't know if it's a carryover from the, the holidification of Nollywood. But it's very apparent in, um, I don't know if it's in Blot or whoever made it, but Hey You. that The Madonna core complex was so glaring in Hey You, it was honestly disgusting. We have this supposed um, sex worker who is apparently um, Mother Teresa, Because she cares about the kids. (laughs) But somehow, somehow, she's doing this for the kids. sis, you're not doing it for the kids. Let's be for real. And then, of course, they threw in a random sexual assault scene from nowhere with no vindication. And it was this whole thing. And I I don't know, something about how they they marketed the film as well. Just felt very objectifying. and, And quite frankly, just disgusting as a whole. And then come to find out, a woman wrote that character. I yeah 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 but i'm going to give you um, space to talk but it's that's my segue into like our next category do we think that female filmmakers slash writers write women in nollywood better than the men do But i'm going to let Oyinko speak because she has her hands up and then we'll go into that next category
2: um uh, guys did you come yes your hands were well. up Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> My cousin was talking to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to talk about like girls, girls' court. Didn't does anybody remember? Yes, girl's yes, girl's yes. Girl's
1: love girls' court.
2: The original one, the original one, not the second. <laughs> girl court was amazing, right? And in Girl court, the bad girl. Win okay, one by girl by the <laughs> she wins she she wins. she flies out she goes. and it's it also sort of like both girls it was also the time around I think I saw it around also the time Ridow Scott came out too, which is like older women and like Ri Scott was also amazing. Uh, but girls Scott came out and it was wonderful. um I was just in hall. so. Imagine my, my my joy when they said they're going to do a second one years later in the 2010s, because that one was in the 2000s, that was a 2000 movie, and they were going to get some of the biggest stars of the 2010s, as they did in the 2006 ones, you know, and you saw the movie, and it was basically during the era of the Babes movie. And it was horrible. It was horrid. It was horrid. None of the smart decisions, none of the sort of political kind of like um, rubbing wood. All it was, was that women <laughs> doing foolish things. Foolish things. It was just like women are like wrong girls, wrong girls, wrongs girls. Wrongs girls. You know. And I want to connect this to something, right? When a certain musician decided to be talking about more things, more social issues in the world, in the country, one of the social issues he decided to talk about instead of the economic situation and the social structure of everything, was that was one's gun. Yeah, what I'm saying? The reason why we keep coming back to Ronskill, although yes, prostitution happens in Nigeria, yeah, I'm not even saying it doesn't, it happens all over the world. The reason we keep coming back to this like prostitution, 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 and we never seem to even as we are progressing into the 21st century, we seem to be giving less and less, less and less um humanity to the prostitutes to the person that we decide is a prostitute, right, we seem to be giving less and less humanity to the prostitute. Because in Girls' Cop, they were doing doing something that could definitely be called prostitution. But that movie gave them humanity. Gave them something way more than just necessarily doing the prostitution. And it seems even in that movie, the onus that movie puts on is on the men more than it is on the women. Or maybe I'm just interpreting it like that. But it gives space enough for you to interpret it that way. Right? It, it also admonishes the politicians. Right? And then as we get more and more and more and more into the 21st century, when you think they supposedly progress and we have a more like, complicated understanding of this thing, we keep having the most silliest and we make these women into caricatures of our moralness, of like, oh, they are, they are the things that we have to throw away. I and mean, even Shantytown, Shantytown too, the, the prostitutes never walk to help their, their own self. It's somebody from outside, that is Victoria, what's her name? What's name? Victoria? Or what Elizabeth? the name of the actual character, Victoria, you know, it's so not Victoria, she's a, she's a worker and all that stuff, comes in and saves the women, right? We just keep on, keep on, keep on getting worse. And so I'm just asking, this is a question of like the archetype, the prostitute archetype, right? It gets worse. It's getting worse. The Christian, the one when we have like overly Christian and overly moralized, at least was more compassionate to that to those characters than what we have that is not connected to religion, it's more of a circular thing, right? It's not circularized. Right? Well the more circularized one seems to be quite mean, quite awful. Horrible. And well my my house is falling apart I guess. Hold on. <clears throat>
1: But yeah, I agree with you. Um, We're going to move on now to the female role. My (laughs) is open. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But thank you. Um, Like I was saying, Hey, you really upset me because when I found out that a woman wrote that film and basically wrote that character, it was like, okay, so if we we complain about how men portray women in Nollywood, and we think a woman is going to give you know, create characters with agency, create characters with care and respect, treat women female characters in Nollywood with care and respect. But that's not the case. So I wanted to ask, do we think that female filmmakers slash writers write women in Nollywood better than the men do? Elizabeth, you can go, I see your hands up.
4: Yeah, so let me just be let me just say what I think. I'm not in fact at this point I don't think so. The only person that I've seen with a lot of intention is still Amaka Igri. And I think it's actually very sad that, okay, not actually only Amaka Igri, I'll come to that. But somebody who was bold enough to just put in female character in their movie without trying to play anything, with, just make them as human as possible, 360-wise, is Amaka Igri. And that shows in almost every single uh, movie that she made. She's always trying to talk about apart from that, a central theme sometimes speak to like um, a social, a social topic, you know, around that period. She just puts in her characters and then just gives them agency to act and behave as they should. And I thought that, you know, she was a fantastic writer and she wrote to me well. Another person who is not again, um, Domitilla, was written by I think Zebejo. And I'm sh- he's not a woman. Obviously not. But if you wrote Domitilla in such a fantastic way that it, it makes me wonder why we've not had people there to write bolder characters like we should be having now. So I don't know, I don't think I have sufficient data to say women write uh, characters well. I know that this person, I know that Lola D writes female characters in ways that I can relate to and she. Removes that whole misogyny thing because she also gives them um, um, agency, even when she thinks that they should behave poorly. like in in brief, Um, what else? Uh, Another person with a Mimi song. I'm not sure where she's at because I think that because she also sort of like writes and leans towards you know Christianity, like the religion angle. Sometimes you feel like these characters are brave. Again, you see it also in when Uduak Isong also writes, you like some of these female characters. Other times, you're not exactly sure. So, I mean, I can't. I know that I can pinpoint some writers. I don't know a lot like this, but I know that, I mean, I, I see some writers, again, I can't pull, <laughs> it's such a blur, but one thing I can see for sure is that people who have religious leaning do not write female characters well. In fact, I feel like Nebwe writes characters better than Ellen Ukwabi does, especially women. And even though he still sort of like comes to the same conclusion that resolution that you know if you do a bad thing, you die. But you see that within the plot lines, he writes like braver and bolder decisions for like this female center, I mean these female characters. But I will say that yeah, I've seen overwhelming. People write. People writing. You know, people cheating at the men, hitting women. We see that is a recurring thing. And then I've I've t- I try to notice. We have a lot of male writers doing that. Or, you know, she dumped her duties and went to do bad things and came back. House girlers now thinking of her home. In Yoruba movies, especially, there are a lot of men writing these stories in Yoruba movies. So. I really don't have the data to say this, but I know that when it when most sometimes, most times, when it when I really like a female character, I like to go check with them. And I'm I'm always eighty percent right that you are written by women.
1: Thank you, Mo. I'm on the same page too. I think there's not enough data. The reason why I mentioned this was because sometime last week after um, Gangs of Lagos came out, sorry guys, I was so hungry I had to find something to eat, so that's why I sound the way I sound but sometime after Gangs of Lagos came out, there was a barrage of tweets about, you know, female filmmakers taking the charge and making like, what's considered good films in this era of new Nollywood and so that's why this came up and again, I think a lot of it has devolved as well, I hate that the point of reference that we have for someone who's consistently written good women is someone who'd made films in the 90s who is no longer with us. It's like, how has this devolved to this extent, you know? And as, as much as female characters right now in Hollywood are not the best, the few ones that we've had, that we love, yes, like more, have been written by women. You know, or created by women. The women in Beyond the Veil that I've been going, sorry guys, it's on the back of, it's in the front of my head. I'm obsessed with Beyond the Veil right now. But the reason, the women in Beyond the Veil, the whole series of Beyond the Veil was created by young women as well. So I don't know. Mr. C has his hands up. Come on, come on, come to bat for your men.
0: Yes, um, no, not really. Kemi um, Adity, but I think it's someone we should give. Um decent credit to for uh, for having um, sort of at least more rounded women um, aside from Oba and, Oba and her daughter as well uh, the the person I think and Kemi the person that this uh, plays uh, I think are really well written um, even though Volume 2 isn't as strong, whatever, and isn't as well directed and isn't my favorite at all. Um, but like, you even have, um, who well, I can't remember who Inse was playing there. Um, and, and, um, and Inse's mother-in-law, um, she has an eye for this thing. It was just so much better than the first King of Boys. To be honest, it was much more subtle. Um, I I really I now I I started cringing when you know she started sounding like the people from Flawsome were writing some of her lines. That was kind of sad to see. Where she was just being more averse with the feminism. The first one I watched, I got it, it was immediately. Like, oh, this is a woman who has dominated a a male space uh what a bad bitch loved it loved it for her and also that it was her daughter who was more like um like more in line because the son was just you know you know pathetic um it happens i like you know it it it, it could happen so i really enjoyed <clears throat> um I, I think it's worth giving kemi her flowers with respect to uh female characters now she doesn't have the discography yet to um to be so certain about it but i would be surprised if she she didn't i just i think the the the, the way she's more, more likely to ruin it would be if um would be if she just became more preachy about what I've always known is sort of a bit of a um, something passionate, a message that, or something passionate about her, you know, like she'd done the Woman King documentary and all of that. So like, I, I know where her, I know where her um, ideas lie and where, you know, you know, where her, her heart lies in. And, and, you know, if you, if you read about her story, you sort of understand why, but in general, um, to be honest, we just don't have good writers. So I don't know where you want to start with, whether a woman or a man character. Our writers, I, I think I put up, I put up something recently. I put up not recently, maybe last year. I put up a thing going, who are the best writers we have outside the auteurs, and so that would exclude, I guess. That would even exclude a Kemi. That would exclude a Jade. That would exclude um, a um, um, even 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 not that. I think he writes good female characters, but like it couldn't. Um, and and as like who are the people who 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 write well? As aside from um, Africa, who who's written Lost in and Green White Green. And co-written, actually, co-written all of those actually, um, and um, the ras guy, um, who are the good writers in Nollywood, and people, I think we kept on coming short uh, with with um, with with writers. I think there was one person who who mentioned a name, and it was the person who wrote Glamour Girls, and in fairness. I can't remember her name. The Glamour Girls, The Recent Glamour Girls is her only blip. Well, it's her it's quite a blip on her uh, on her resume. So, um I don't know don't know what to make make of that, but uh it's difficult to say when like so so many of our writers are just awful to be honest. When I so many of our writers are just hot garbage um so yeah
1: Mr. C going off. I guess this is what happens when you're not hosting. Mr. C is like, I don't have the responsibility to to care enough to to, 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 be, to be politically correct. He's like, it's hot garbage. Okay, where well, you call, you can go.
2: Um, I just want to say, like, in film, other than like, sometimes it's not the right fault. Sometimes it's not the writer's fault. There are other people who make decisions into the right Like, So that's the only slight defense of writers that I would bring out. Like, uh, you might have a good writing, maybe if you did have something good for Glamour Girls, or maybe she didn't. But let's not forget the company that she was working for
0: yeah no no i, I agree with you Inca, the, especially because that's why i mentioned that that's quite a blip in her resume so i i don't i don't actually uh difficult to say whether uh, to really take that one seriously it, it is an obvious blip i remember looking at her uh, her uh her cv so yeah that one was that one stood out very much so yes that could very much be um my hobby doing his thing
1: I actually really, I actually really love your relationship with your hubby. It's it's one of my favorite <laughs> relationships in Nollywood. Um, Fai, do you want to speak on the writers? You don't know who his <laughs> hobby is. His hobby is Charles of play. Fai, please. All
5: right. Um, funny enough, I, these are things I wanted to say, and it's really um, similar to what some people said. Um, first of all, I wanted to say that I don't have much. Um, What's the reward? Right I don't have many people to compare. So I was leaning very much on talking about how Kemi Adetiba is good at writing female characters. The characters that Mr. C mentioned, exactly all of them, because I really loved number one. I already mentioned Oba, older Oba, younger Oba to um, character. But Mrs. Randall was amazing. And let me tell you why. She was a badass. She was annoying though, but she was a badass. I liked how the character was written. Of course you had to like it was, she was going against Oba. But, like, she still had something. And I liked that about her. I liked that she seemed to be somebody that was strategic and yet was failing because she really didn't know that she was in a bigger game than she usually is. And then I liked her mother-in-law as well. I've always loved Auntie tyro since that documentary that Kemi did on oh, no King, I think. Love Auntie Tyro. So it was nice to also see that mother-in-law that is cold and harsh and is very dignified. So, yeah, what I'm trying to say is that I don't know who writes female characters more, but I would 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 bank more on female writers to write about us and our experiences because we have more of, I mean, we're writing about ourselves, you know what I'm saying? There's an element of there's an element of depth that one can explore. There's, um, there's a sensitivity that we can write these characters with, as opposed to let's say, the women of Shantytown that were written by men. And you can see how they were portrayed on screen, and that was from how they were written on the pages. So I feel like, when it comes to women, yes, they there are very, there are male writers that can write female characters. I haven't met them yet, if you guys know you can say, tell me, but I would bank on women more because I just feel like we know what we're talking about when we're writing from our own experience and Kemia characters for me were really like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think- can just
0: say that. I just remembered, I just remembered Shanty Town. It's it said three times, and I wanted to bring it up. It even said I wanted to bring it up, but like nothing has happened, nobody has really reminded me, or I've even gone to that dark place, but I have to say it now. Um, that scene where Nancy is strip search. Oh my god. Oh my god. You there's nothing there's nothing that there's nothing that says this uh oh, pervert as much as if, if anyone remembers that scene, I think we did say this on film club, so I might be repeating it. Well yeah, we can say... like she they didn't even check her bag. That's <laughs> that's that's how went, like that tells went, you where the went focus
5: for her body
0: that tells you where the focus was on. That tells you where the focus exactly where the focus is. Mm-hmm. You're looking for something that you're just making sure somebody doesn't steal from you. The first thing you do is you check bag. Cool. Whether oh, you have put it inside your bag. No. Strip. And then you start to and the way. I don't know what what is he searching on that the breast like what she 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 thought oh I will hide it on put it on their boob and then and then the bombers like it was just so unnecessary it was just like oh yeah i i I see how I see how a couple of guys thought, yeah this would be nice to watch and that that's it there's no other thoughts put into it whatsoever. but yeah it's just. I'm not I don't I don't deny the ability for women to um to, to write some pretty bad things as well, but like hey yo like there's some things <laughs> there's some things when I watch this I'm like all right I know there'sn't a woman in the room when this decision was made uh that this was this is gonna be how it was done. For the most part, because honestly, there's some miracle stuff we've watched and we're like, oh, how horrible this is. Who wrote this? Oh, it's a woman. Okay, alright. Well, okay. But uh, town that, that triggers me a lot.
2: I kind of want to push me back. Me
1: too. I want
2: to no, push, back. You you push back. back, what? Push back. You really- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The ultimate um, boss on town, the producer, but let's not forget producer don't need some tent or they want to make
4: it's not it's not the producer when you come producer just make sure that everything is running smoothly this story is between I the writer and the money Producer also provides the money. Yeah, money cause money, money is easy. not responsible for what ends
2: up on money the is not <laughs> always the ultimate maybe, maybe i'm using an um, antiquated something Yes, the writer is a man. There's something. And the, the director, director, because
4: the director that we look at these scripts and say, okay, this is the way we want to shoot yes. it. So what I'm even saying is that <laughs> at what point <laughs> did the director say, hmm, ha? Ah, this thing you have written, because it's possible that it was not written that way, and the director said, ha, ah, aha, you a moment? I have something to say. Let us leave to the I know, up. I know, I know. I know. I'm not denying all that. I'm not denying all
2: that. But the person that let that thing go completely to for us to to for us to see it. Is the producer that honest is on the producer. Gone with the producer, or the producer 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 control. movie? controlling everything. Most movies. The most movies, the oh. producer
4: controls something. Unless they I, give you no, them. I don't, I still mm-hmm. don't. I, I it's no offense, but I I don't agree. It's always between the director. And of course, okay, let me say that I do understand in the sense that we've seen a lot of times all these movies that you see story by and then we can always tag that on people like uh, Bap or Mo of Ebony Life. The both of them are always trying to have a story by. So I do understand in the sense where you have the EP that is the money bag also dictating what the story should be. So that way you can have a situation of too many cooks spoiling a broth. But Half of the time, if we if we eliminate EP because most times these EPs are just money bags. If we have producers like um um Daddy or like somebody like Kunle or Jige, they themselves are the ones producing. They are not the money bag. These guys have or Kemi has control over the kind of story that they are showing. And most of the time, also they end up also being their own director. In that way, we can say that look, you produce this you directed it sometimes you even write and so maybe you are at fault but what i see at the end of the day is that if we just if we remove the tag like producer most times producer's job now nah, not money back not the ep's their job is to just make sure that everything runs as it should as in, and it's properly done but it's for me i will always hold on to director and writer and that is if the producer. That is, if the EP is not writing story, by we are not giving them story credits like they do more. If I see that story credit has gone to an executive producer, I'll go to bed because I know that at this point it is beyond you. It is between God and the person that brought money and decided that they want to write a story, right? But if at the end of the day, if it is it is between the director and the writer, writer has written something to you and has given you as director, you're looking at these creators thinking how well can we better position this? And as the director, you're not saying, hmm, ah, this thing may be problematic." how about we remove it or you're not say and or pro director can even say maybe they did not write lift up breasts inside the script and say I have a fantastic idea how about we show more boobies and raise it up right so half of the time it is between the person that is writing and the person that is envisioning it, picturing this thing out and allowing these things to fly are we hold, are we always hold, hold? direct I, I get it that maybe some have I am saying that you can
2: do that too but I'm also putting an honest on Amy and each because they're the producer. They're not executive producer. They're the producer. Producers can have very much... Have a lot. People tend to think it's the director. The director, if it's giving free reign by the producer, can do whatever they want. That's because they're giving free reign by the producer. But the producer ultimately has the ultimate power. She would have seen the final cut. She would have even seen the rough cut. And she thought it was okay. And they thought it was okay. I am still agreeing with you, um, Elizabeth, and I'm agreeing with everybody. But let's not give Emi and a free reign. Because they I agree saw with that. that. And, you know,
4: that's, what, that's what I'm saying. They saw that oh, they have the two. I think that was written it. by two men. I think at that point, I actually, sorry to cut to cut you guys short because again this is for me it's like almost like you say going into addressing the sort of the quality of writers that we have. No offense to them. I think they are talented. I checked the names they they've written telenovelas right and mm-hmm. then I'm watching one currently Tony Ravenna that is on screen and I realized that there is a method to the madness which is going for something that would jar the audience, right? They're doing that currently in Covenant and killing every Tom they can the only person they've not killed now is the audience themselves. So you see people who writes That's the in this kind of I manner.
1: I was a huge fan of them. I used to watch every single one, but then Tell I realized me, like, a lot like, of stuff
4: just then being off off not for sure. Thank you. So when you have some people who already write, who we, 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 Personally, I believe that if your method of writing is you're you're tilting towards telenovela and then now you're trying to write a feature and that is why it just seemed as though um, Shanty Town was written all over the place. There was no central theme tying anything together. There was no central character tying anything together. It was just all over the place and that is why also the think they can go for shock factor in the way they've been going for it on tv right so when i saw the people that wrote it, so i saw the writer's name i'm like hey i've seen this writer before and then i realized that i've also tweeted it about uh, about the television they are currently writing that I like why are you just going for shock all the time so when i'm watching shantytown i am not surprised but the misogyny it was just very blatant and i'm like between the the director and the writers somebody thought look at us we are about to revolutionize the in the nigerian you know industry they've not seen nudity as we are going to show you they've not seen blood splatters like we are going to show you and then they went for that it was quite unfortunate because there was nobody else in the room that can tell them that this scene is a uh, very dangerous you know your ego should be careful nobody bothered with that because at the at the core of what we are doing, because again, like we have absolutely no identity at this point. We don't know what we are doing in Hollywood. We cannot say these are the markers of 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 what even though we are discussing, you know, female archetypes and we're discussing archetypes that have even almost gone you know away. But we've realized that because they are trying to transpose Hollywood into Nollywood, they've thrown away everything. And rather than go for the core, you've seen QB. Why do you think QB was Q B? Rather than do that, you're sitting there and like, oh, I'm going to write Ujurelek by Kill And now you have done nonsense and you have put it on, on, on. It's because nobody is calling you to order. You're not looking at the story structures. You are not looking at the overall societal implication, right? You're just going with your feelings because you feel like, ah, Omar, if you see this thing where I write, it ties for my head. And you decided to go and put it down into paper and then show it on tv without having like a, i don't know i don't want to say that they don't have writers but i really believe that writers should start shopping their scripts around not just from their fellow script writers because at this point we have seen that it's not, it's not as if your bible probably you can all of you cannot sleep and put your head on in the same direction maybe shop your scripts among like maybe audience or just put it somewhere and ask to have somebody else or or have people? I think was Vanessa. I, I was saying the last time when we were doing the uh, romance space. that you know we don't have people who reach crews. Shop it around people who reach pros. You've, you've read this, my script. What do you think it will look like visually? And I think that's the problem we are having. We're not workshopping scripts. You're not saying among this demography, are we intentionally trying to? Again, sometimes you have a different intention when you're writing. It's execution that will spoil it. So maybe you're, you were trying to execute Gengen, but now that it's on screen, you have already pissed off half of your demographic, right? Do you understand? And I think that's the major problem we are having currently.
0: Can, can I also add that um I was on the Shanty Town, I was on the Shanty Town, I think it was Shock that did that space uh, with which I, I think I think you were actually also there. Um with uh um uh, Uche Jumba and They were were there. And that's where I found out so that they were the producers must have been before I did Nolly data. Um, but uh, I remember that there were parts of the film that Ineada didn't have any clue about. Like she wasn't sure about somebody spoke somebody, somebody raised a question um, offline, not on the space, by the way, it was a, it was a message. I, I don't know whether it was on the space. She, she never really said, but she was, she was bringing this out. Like, let me explain it to you people that don't understand. But Ineida said something like this, something along the line of this, that, hey, uh, a lot of people are wondering why like, people did not understand how um, this babe that, that I can't remember her name, that, that got beheaded by Scar in episode two, uh, uh, how she could send um, voice notes to... Um, uh, Shalewa, is it Shalewa, whatever, and whoever Nancy's character was playing. Uh, how, some people don't understand how, is, she said, it's not voice, it's not a voice note, or voice message, is voicemail, it's voicemail that she sent, she called her, and then, um, and, uh, uh, you know, because, you know, you know, she didn't pick, it entered voicemail, and that's how it was uh, recorded. Now, if you watch that film, you know that deliberately they called that thing a, a, a voice note. Not a, I can't remember. It. It's a one we one saw
1: one. it because in the back with Inie, she lit, yes. lit up, the, the screen that they showed us was like a WhatsApp voice note. Yes. So it wasn't just a interface, is, that they opened. Yes, the interface that they opened was WhatsApp voice they note. Opened.
0: Now, like, if Inie Ine- had watched this film, she would know very much that that like because again it wasn't like somebody put her on the spot right. This was a message that was sent outside the space. She were doing Q and A for people inside the people who were queued inside the space asking questions, me included. Uh, and and she was like, wait, 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 somebody just asked this dumbass question. Let me show people. And I had to be like, hey, uh, I I know you think I know you think you just answered it, but they call it. They call it a voice message in the film and also the interface, the way it's run. In fact, that interface is actually voice memo, voice recorder, uh, where you want to record notes. That is what they should, to be honest. It's not even WhatsApp message. Uh, well, it started there. It I think started, it started there. It, it started in WhatsApp. started Yeah, it started in WhatsApp message and then now, uh, hey. yes, exactly. No, no part of this was, you know how everybody knows how they check their voicemail. You And it actually would have made sense for somebody not... That's some. That's something I would have believed not checking, by the way, if I don't check my voicemail, right? So I would have believed that probably was written as voicemail or something. And this goes to when we talk about writing and stuff and how sometimes they get translated. Voicemail that somebody is on their phone. I can actually buy that sometimes, oh... I somebody left voicemail. I did not check one day, today. But Inedo clearly did not watch that. And there are aspects of this. I, I don't just say Inedo. There are aspects of this where Uche Jumbo wasn't even her answers to some questions were just like, we hadn't thought about this, we haven't considered this, and I are trying to make jokes about it. That space is a very interesting space to do, because like I don't know why. I don't know why uh, people thought that they would come on there and I don't know, maybe they thought the, the, all the questions were going to be softball they thought they were going to do, but anyway, this is all just to say that sometimes the producers, they don't watch these things. And I can imagine a couple of reasons why they didn't do it. Number one, their work is shit. Uh, number two, some people just don't like watching their work. Um, at number three, this, their work is really bad. Sometimes you just don't want to watch bad stuff. Like you've already made the bad thing, you don't want to watch it again. But yeah, just, sorry. Okay.
2: So you're telling me they didn't do their job well.
1: Hey, but that's the point now. That's the, that's the point can't... of all that we'll be saying. They don't do their job. <laughs> they don't do yeah. their job because
2: What's it's, so, it's so funny. There's going to be a rough cut and who is going to watch the rough cut before you decided you know what more you're going to do and the final, cut. Don't know what do to the know final cut i feel like
1: i feel like i feel like at the end of the day that's like the fundamental issue and it's sad and as much as new nollywood likes to purport itself as the future of filmmaking in nollywood when you think about it, a lot of the skill set that old Nollywood had, I'm talking 80s, 90s Nollywood, the skill set that they had, the cinematographers, the editors, the way, even down to music and and styling and and makeup and hair.
4: The styling in Glamour Girls, guys.
1: The skill skill was at a level, it it almost was like, these people took pride in, in, in their jobs. You know, there was a sense of, there was a sense of ownership you know you're like okay i did that i made that i wrote this i directed this i i was director of photography for this and it was very evident in the quality of the shots in the you know whether or not picture quality was great then or not that genuinely didn't sometimes you watch old nollywood and put it beside i hate to say put it beside these remakes these old nollywood films that are being remade by mr c's husband these remakes when you put them beside their originals and you look at the quality of the filmmaking you you realize that honestly this is not the future things have devolved rather than evolve and it's sad and it's evident in the way female characters are also written in, I'm trying to be a responsible host and bring it back to the topic guys <laughs> um it's also evident in the way female characters are written it's all kind of it's sad but it's all kind of devolved you know there was a time when we thought there was a hope for how women were written in nollywood and and the care and thought and and the intentionality maybe granted these maybe the writing was imperfect were there archetypes yes but there was intentionality with how these women were written and honestly it feels like women in nollywood now are just a throwaway it's like, yeah, let's just put a woman in it because we can. And even if it's about women, we're just going to throw all the troops possible in there because we can't be bothered to care enough to write them well. Fai has her hand up.
5: Yes. yes. Hi. Okay. So, so many things and I was trying not to lose my thoughts. Well, I, I wanted to bring it back to that town with the whole producers, writers thing. Um, I was also on the space when they were asking questions about shantytown. And one of the things that kept going on was this harping on about how this was for women. This was about women. This was about freedom of women and the producers. There are so many women on this team. And in my mind, I was like, so many women on this team. And you guys, how many people watch... Who, who are the people that this film passed through in order to... for before it, before it became clear? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if we're talking about women being the ones that are in different parts of it, yes, okay, they're not the ones that, that were the writers or the directors. But if we're talking about having so many women producers, I'm thinking that at least two or three out of everybody is checking everything to be sure that this is for women. This is about women. This is telling the story of women from a sensitive light that humanizes them. And nobody saw anything wrong with that. That's what made it kind of weird for me because it's kind of like, you can't just say women, 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 if the story isn't giving if the story isn't giving well-rounded stories about women. Before Valentine's, everybody was also celebrating how it's an all-woman thing. What was the story about which that one hey you we're talking about how it was a woman that wrote it it was a woman that directed it and yes this is what we saw so it's, it's just very confusing for me and when i think about it i'm thinking it's not only about how we're writing it, it's about how we view ourselves like how are we seeing ourselves you know for us to for us, that when we see certain things on screen, we know that this is not how we're portrayed, this is not how we should be portrayed. Yes, I want to tell a story about the women that are courtesans of Shantytown, but are they not still women that should be humanized and should be seen in a different light from the way that they are normally portrayed? That's the difference there. So, that's what came up for me when it came
1: to Shantytown. Thanks, thanks, Fire. I'm with you, and I think it's a thing in Nollywood now where people talk about our oh, like the ones who there's a there's a wanting to be first and there's a certain thing where people do oh first nollywood film to break this first nollywood film to do that and there was a lot of pride with with shantytown about having women producers and and blah 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 and and it was clear that they thought they were making a film about the women of shantytown because of the way it ended and how it was the women who i don't know tried to kill scar and Um, It was Victoria who tried to come in to save the women of Shantytown. And I'm sure they thought they were making a film about women, which is why I I wonder if women write women better or care about women better. And as a team of supposed women producers who were behind this film that you're so supposedly proud of, at no point did you ask, are we proud of the way the women that were saying this film is about are portrayed in this film? And it's, it's like, okay, so, so where is the care? There's this wanting to be first. We want to be the first Nollywood project that had multiple women producers and first film to do this and first film to do that. And, and, and then you sacrifice a whole lot. Um, Elizabeth had a hand up before when you go. So Elizabeth, please go.
4: Okay, so um I get that this topic is very
1: we are passionate about it and we don't want it to end okay,
4: so I want to mention I want to mention this thing about women uh, writing and or being in a team and then we'll still getting this quality of stories around women. So same thing we saw with Glamour Girls. I read the remake, I really don't want to go into that, whatever that was and also um i think again Flossum. i will always come back to flossom because i don't know what travesty that was and it is this need i get it that the 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 market the 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 times started evolving and then we started bringing you know we went from women being subdued in marriage to doing telling both stories like mr and mrs and then before you knew it we started talking about women taking shit in marriages and breaking free and stuff like that and so we get that you know there was a transition period and then we feel now that because women empowerment equalities and feminism and all these are topical issues in our society rather than actually have people sit and talk this through or workshop these stories or having people just pick topics off of twitter or even arguments on clubhouse and putting it into a script and that is how we end up with this because sometimes the question is do we really understand what it is that we are seeing when we are reading these scripts do we understand exactly what you're supposed to do so you have so you have something like on in every that um was that Raima Raimi or something um in his character was supposed to be somebody who feels something for women and just but she was just directionless and close to purposeless. She just picks she's like this dog that sleeps and picks strays things into the house. So every top every episode is ah, oh this girl, this prostitution, I'm going to save her. And they made her They gave her a savior complex and they did nothing with it. It's ridiculous. And so as you're watching Flossom, you're seeing that they're trying to raise top. Even in the dialogue, there are lines that you've seen on Twitter before. You're seeing, you're like, I'm familiar with these things. They're like topics on Twitter that people just put together and put it into, into into, into a series. So we need to question what exactly it is that even these women who are in the room. What it has, exactly it is that they are trying to achieve? Because if your story doesn't have a central theme, or you assume that it has a central theme, and then everything falls apart. Apart in sc- script writing, it's called it's calls for concern. And another, I will also, <laughs> which was not even the reason why I raised this. I wanted to talk about market seller, a market seller. I really that was, that was a character that's a character that I really like. It was, it was quite unfortunate that the resolution was equally bad in the sense that um, nothing evil happened to her. She just left. I mean, the man chased her away from his house and she went back to being a runs Fantastic. I like the idea. But it's just that the man was not even pristine clean. It was somebody who had to travel out and married and then ugh, they they just made him absolute worse. But they made him in such a way that it was acceptable to society at that time where people al- agree that men can travel out, marry wife in Nigeria, travel out, marry another woman for papers. And they don't see it as a bad thing again, which speaks again to our moral what obligation, what we see as as normal in the society. But I really liked Omotola's character in Market Sellers, Angelina. She was just a babe that wanted to marry but she also likes men and she likes the finer things in life. And I'm imagining that, would we have told that sort of story now? Or will we can we tell that kind of story? Will somebody even want to write that kind of story in 2020s and not try to make it a sort of like cautionary tale, sort of like Asha Onobi work that we saw in, I mean, that we are seeing rather as a tagline for for um Domitila too. Ooh. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that's yeah that that's the thing, right? I think we've 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 I think we've emphasized very largely that no, old Nollywood was willing to take risks, and it wasn't like there were these groundbreaking risks, no, but they were willing to take risks with with the dimensions in the female characters that they wrote that Nollywood now is afraid to do, and so or maybe just too lazy to do. Um, we're going to round this up pretty soon because we've been going for two hours and 30 minutes. But you can go ahead.
2: Okay, so this is kind of what I wanted to put. We are asking sometimes who are the women there, right? And sometimes, I would like to say they are women of a different class than some of the women they are writing about. They are women of a different class than some of the women they are writing about. You mean to tell me that the women that are now in the writer's room of Shantytown, or the people that were working, or the women that were working in the writing, in whatever part of the production of Shantytown, are the women that will be living in some places like Shantytown? No. No. Class is is also an important thing, too.
1: Definitely. Nollywood has a classism issue. I'm with you on that.
2: And it's very evident in the way so, we write. Mm-hmm. Those those women that write that also we all grew up in patriarchy. We all grew up in this. There is no nobody is free from all from or from this um, thoughts and ideas and all that stuff. That's I don't <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know. I was really pissed. I was really I wasn't pissed off. I was just like really emphasizing that Shantytown, town. The reason why like, none of those women, the producers even probably stop, like something. They were coming from up high to save um, the prostitutes. And the funny thing, the abolition movement, to so abolish prostitution, not like legalizing prostitution, but like abolish prostitution, is often led by former sex workers. And they often are asking for something much, much big, much, much like system changing, like economic justice, all those things. Much bigger things that they actually got to than oh let's save their souls because they understand like okay save your souls people want to eat they understand actual things so it's not going to be some somebody that comes up from up high. With that said, it's <laughs> not the a zombie. A last class, and that was just one thing I wanted to put there like like the, like some of the women that are writing that actual characters. Those something are women who don't see themselves as just a share of characters. They're the women who probably have the freedom to have sex and not have this sexual thing mad them as much because they have some sort of class that protects them.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Yoko. So, um, I think we can go on yeah. and on about women in Nollywood. We love them, we hate them, we we want better for them. Um I, and I think the reason why we care so much, and I know Mr. C said it and it was like, oh, this feels like an all womans space. I think the reason why we care so much is because we're Nigerian women as well. And we want our stories to be better told. We want to see ourselves on screen and not feel a type of way about how we're being portrayed. And it may not change as soon as we want it to change, but there are a few stragglers in the industry who seem to care enough about women um to write them well. I know I'm going to say for the umpteenth time, but I genuinely really hope that Amazon Prime renews Beyond the Veil and that the woman who was behind the first season of Beyond the Veil is the one who's going to continue writing these characters for the second season if they do get picked up for a second season. So oh, sorry, there are two women, right? There
2: are two women.
4: By this point, written, but sifa Sani go on. I think she's a fantastic sorry to button no, a fantastic romance writer, writer rather, because I've read two of her stories. She wrote, she she will normally write like inspiration romance, because I think it's Christian. She she but she had one for Ankara Press for Cassava Republic, and then she had another one that I bought off Cobo Books. She's a fantastic romance writer, she's a then um umi babamed i think she also wrote a couple of episodes of course, that's babamed um
3: episodes. Yeah,
4: Nine to yes and then then the the oh, director so herself Oh, fantastic romance come on yeah. beyond the village yeah. it's testament to women can get things done I
1: agree. <laughs> I agree and i genuinely hope that they do get picked up for a second season because i don't know they treated it with such care and respect and I, 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 I don't know, I hope that more and more women who care enough about how women are portrayed in film and in Nollywood create super teams like these three women have done. Create super teams of writers and directors who care enough to tell honest, true, caring stories about Nigerian women. But yeah, final thoughts anyone on female characters in Nollywood so we can wrap this up?
2: My, my final thought is the same final thought I have for all these um, movie new ones. Please, I beg of you, stop trying to copy the Hollywood films that they don't. There's a movie that is going to come out that is probably going to money. <laughs> it's, it's in noir. It's a noir. It's in black and white. I mean, I've already seen the costuming of some of the, <laughs> of some of the people. Hilarious that was this is my only something please just stop that eh
1: yes Go the whole of it. Nigerian women needs to stop and i i mean of the whole yes. industry but as for female writers as for female characters the whole of female characters yes. in nigeria needs to
2: stop. localize yes. it localize yes. it make sense make, make sense to us and gay women yeah. That's tell awesome. our
1: own stories fire any final thoughts yes i want the bad girls to win yes let bad I girls be bad girls <laughs> yes that's me <laughs> i love it i know the wicked mothers too. So let just them be careful any wicked girl i'm sorry suppose women's rights and women's wrongs Ga- as always as always yes elizabeth final thoughts
4: you guys should watch uh, angelica the bucket seller <laughs> that's my that's my og that's my og wicked babe she just wants fast money she does not curl as in i really like it and i like that you know she didn't run mad she wasn't poor she just they chased that away from the man's house she just went back to carrying a, a prostitution bull again say okay we move back to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah please just write, write more like I would like to see female characters have agency, honestly. I don't want things happening to them because of their circumstances. If they are going to make really bad decisions, let them own it, let them rationalize it when they were making that bad decision. And then don't give them, don't soft pedal if they also even need to have a up pants. Don't let them have it. Why are we using a come to Jesus moment? Why are they going to church? You know, whatever if there is there is a proper consequence that you would have even given a man please hang it on to them don't make it oh women should face worse because you know it was worse why why are we doing that after all if if um toby's character in brotherhood can kill his father-in-law and then still get away with it i mean his brother's father-in-law get away with it please give us a a a, a female anti-hero too who would do some stupid ass shit and get away with it. Don't give us, oh, because she's a woman, now she, a woman's removed, she cannot burn again. So that's it. And then make them fall in love, you know, especially when we're writing our romance, and I'm sorry I didn't mention that, when we're writing our romance, also give them agency, let them save that man right back, let them not just be some... Sitting dog waiting for yeah. their night and shiny bad And
1: on the romance, let them fall in love with their eyes wide open. Love is not blind. Their love might have K leg, but it's not blind. Let them fall in love with their eyes wide open, with their heads screwed on tight, making decisions that are logical and well thought out and rational. Please. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Girlies. Um, for female characters in Nollywood, this has the Nollywood Film Club. We meet every Sunday at 6 p.m. What? The way Mr. C says it. We meet every Sunday at 6 p.m. West African time. Um, and we usually discuss Nollywood films and sometimes Nollywood topics, as we've done in the past month. we have done this twice now. But usually we would pick a film that we would watch and discuss. Um, show up next week, Sunday. I genuinely don't know what film we're watching. But um, next week Sunday at 6pm what? and it might be Mr. C this time. And please everybody, go in, go in Mr. C's mentions and tell him how much of a better host that was than he was. <laughs> but thank you so much, guys.
2: You were darling, you all always do it.
1: Yes, Thanks, Thank ladies. you, guys. You have a great too. rest of your mm-hmm. evening. It was great to have you guys on the Film Club. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed listening and would like to join live, just follow us on Twitter at Iroko Critic and join us every Sunday 6pm West African time on Our Spaces.